Welcome, everyone, to episode 333 of the Thumbstick Athletes Podcast. I'm your host, Dan. I'm well. Corey. Uh, Eric is not here just yet. He will be joining us after the main segment. Our main segment is going to be about Doki Doki Literature Club. Uh, we'll talked about this game a couple weeks back. Corey played it, was it over the weekend, maybe? Mm-hmm. Saturday Night Lonely Hearts Club. Saturday Night Lonely Hearts Club. And I played it last night. On, on Corey and Will's recommendation, figuring we could do an episode about it today. So that is going to be our main topic. Anyone have anything they want to tease? I got nothing, Dan. Nothing. Corey, um, anything? I don't think I played, uh, but uh, I played Mario Rabbids Kingdom Battle. I don't know mm-hmm. if I talked about that last week, but that's at least new to me. Right. But that's it. Okay. Um, I played a little bit of Xenoblade Chronicles 2. Ooh. probably seven or eight hours worth, which is a very, very small. I'll be giving my very, very brief first impressions for it because that's a very, very small sample of Xenoblade Chronicles too. So the opening cinematic just ended. <laughs> it does kind of feel that way. Yeah, it's it's a lengthy game. I think I read somewhere on Reddit that someone had been playing for 78 hours and they hadn't beaten it yet. Jesus. Which has been out for a week, not even a week. That's a lot of hours to put into a game in less than a week. It's a race. It is a race. So uh, that's the main, or that's what I'm going to be talking about later. The main topic, Doki Doki Literature Club. Um, now this is on Steam, available for free. There's a paid version too. I don't know what exactly that entails, but... Um, I personally paid the the for the free version. Is that on any other platforms that we know of? I think just PC. Just PC. I did okay. enjoy their Cyber Monday tweet. They said you can get Doki Doki Literature Club for free now on Steam. <laughs> yes, yes, you Through can. Cyber Monday and always. Um, so Doki Doki Literature Club is a visual novel. Uh, it's my. I think it's the first visual novel I ever played. I don't know about you guys. Same with me. I've played similar game. Uh, I played a little Danganronpa. There's a little oh, bit more right. interactivity in that. Yeah. Um. I feel like I've sat through some other visual novels, but I just can't okay. put my finger on them right now. But for, I mean, for all intents and purposes, this is my first one. Yeah. Th- this is definitely the first one I've ever played, and and you're right, Corey. Not much interactivity. I should say too. We're gonna talk a little bit about the game itself and and mechanics of it and stuff, uh, or what little mechanics there is, I guess. Uh, and then we'll let you know when the spoilers are gonna start because we do have to. Talk- I think feel like we have to talk about spoilers when we talk about Doki Doki Literature Club. So, uh, so will you? Uh, why don't you start with this because this is the one that that you kind of suggested to the rest of us. Yeah, this yeah, is a Will Mar- this is a Will Murtha joint. <laughs> what, what do we got what do we got going here? Uh the actually the only reason why I suggested it was uh I saw one of my friends play it cuz he was streaming. Uh so I took it upon myself cuz it impacted him so much that I would play it and I thought it was weird. So I wanted you guys to play it just so you could experience it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um yeah, I don't really know Basically, the gist of the game revolves around you being a what well, a early high school student, yeah, give or take, yeah, uh, high school student, yeah, high school student, and you, your childhood friend whose name is Sayori, 
uh, is going to school with you, and she's trying to get you to join some clubs, uh, and she suggests the literature club, which she is in, uh, that just started up. So she guilts you into going, and you go in to join, and you end up joining, and you meet the other characters named Monica, uh, Natsuki, and Yuri, and some weird stuff ends up going down. Yep. Weird stuff indeed. Yeah, I... I... I immediately got kind of got into the character because I felt like the character was a bit like me, uh, a little standoffish, kind of, kind of a wallflower. Didn't want to socialize, didn't want to mm. join any groups in school, just kind of wanted to coast and play video games. Yeah, and, and read read anime too, which was not not necessarily my thing, but uh, it got me interested in the character right away. The the, yeah. the protagonist, I guess you should, you could say. Um, so I. I immediately empathized with the character. Um, I should say too, it's it's a lot of reading. Yes. Um, it's literally a visual novel. You're you're reading a lot. It's uh, I don't know. It probably took me almost three hours. I think is what it ended up ultimately ended up taking me to oh, to beat wow, it. You were the pretty fastest. quick. Yeah. Yeah. I just like I laid back on my computer and just clicked clicked on the mouse. It was it was nice. Um, but yeah, definitely. Uh, I I don't know how how'd you guys feel about the reading. Like, I think voice I, acting would have been nice, but at the same time, it, it didn't bother me. After I got after I got into it a little bit, you know, I I didn't even think about the the reading aspect of it. Yeah, I kind of knew going in that it was going to be a lot of reading, so I kind of had just accepted that. And I mean, it was a visual novel, so as I said, I was it was whatever with the reading. Yeah. If I yeah, wanted I narration, I would have played like a Telltale game. Right. And I don't think I would have been able to sit through voiceover anyway, you know, like considering yeah. the length and, and, you know, when, when you're reading it, you're reading it at least twice as fast as in your head as, as somebody would say it out loud. And probably yep. for most people, you know, three to five times faster. So yeah, I'm not sure I could have sat through, um, 10 to 12 hours of voiceover for this game, especially if it wasn't good voice acting, like it probably wouldn't be. Yep. Yeah. You know? Considering it's uh, made by a small team, yeah, Team Selvato. I don't know. Yeah, uh, and the name. one of the one of the hooks of the game early on too is your character. Uh, once you show up at the literature club, you're kind of uh, greeted and fawned over by good-looking, attractive classmates. Oh yeah, uh, and that's kind of your your end of the club. You're like, okay, this is not not too bad, you know. Um, getting fawned over by 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 these four four women so um one of the things i i think my probably my favorite part of the game and i don't know about you guys was actually reading the the poems because there's a p- parts in the game where mm-hmm. uh, you all r- bring it write a poem and and bring it into the class and like compare and contrast between between them uh, and i really liked the poetry uh once you get to know the characters a little bit and reading the poems, trying to trying to dissect what they were thinking about when they were writing it, that was really uh, really probably my favorite part of the game. I think. I'm with you. I um, I think the the actual poems themselves, written by the other characters, were were very well written. Yeah. I don't know yeah. what what kind of writer they had. If it was just somebody on staff who did an amazing job, or if they actually hired somebody who knew how to write some poetry. But I think it was. Uh, it was pretty on point in terms of uh-huh. um, English. What's the word word I'm looking for? You know, metaphor and all that kind of stuff. There was a yeah. lot of a lot of uh, good writing going on in that stuff. And I was uh, surprised. 
I was too, because um, you're not used to that in these kind of games. You're used to very like basic, especially this you know cutesy anime style visual novel. You know, you're really not expecting that, and some of those poems go to pretty dark places. So, yeah. uh, possibly a little bit of foreshadowing for for what's coming later. But you're right; it, it does give you a good look into these these the psyche of uh, the characters. And also, um, you know, uh, one of the few interactive parts of the game is when you're writing your own poem to bring to class, the what you do, how you do that is by choosing words based on the character you want to like you. So like very simple words are for one character, very deep and existential words are words that you put in your poem for another character. Um, So there is a little bit of of dissection and, and thought process going on in there. Yeah. Yeah, that's like the the only gameplay element in there. Pretty um, much. Yeah. You know, Aside not, from a couple not, choices you can make here and there. Yeah. Not that visual novels are known for their gameplay, but um, you know, you're playing them for the story, obviously. And the visuals. Yes. Right. Of course. Um so who did ever do we want to talk about this now, but who did everyone uh kind of go after, I guess, for lack of a better word? Yeah, so I mean that's kind of the the thrust of the game is they they marketed it as like a a visual novel dating sim and Uh you know the idea being when you enter this literature club you're kind of choosing the girl you want to woo and you do that through the poetry stuff we just talked about um so i was immediately i wanted monica from the Uh start (laughs) but very quickly i realized monica was not one of the women you could woo uh so then i went for yuri who is the dark-haired deep existential Character. Can I say she was by far my least favorite character? Oh, really? I could yeah. not stand Yuri. Really? Yeah, See, I, I felt like I could sympathize with Yuri being kind of a wallflower myself. I just, Will just I, doesn't like interesting conversations. No, <laughs> with, it was with intelligent like, people. No, she was very condescending the whole game. I didn't think she was not, condescending. No, at not all. once yeah. you get to know her. Well, not once you get to know her. Yeah, when you're forced probably, to have to know her in the second half of the game. I also went went uh, for for Yuri Corey. She was she was my uh, waifu in the game. There there was one point, Will, where I could see she was being condescending, and that was the argument with Natsuki. Yeah. Well, she was in, all like, "Well, yeah," and that was one of the things that annoyed me because everybody that I knew went for either Sayori or Yuri, so I wanted to be different, so I went for Natsuki. Okay. But go. I quickly hated Yuri from when I first met her because I was like, oh, she definitely is the girl who thinks she's smarter than everybody. Well, what uh, appealed me to her was the way she talked about, um, I don't know fantasy. if she actually, yeah, fantasy and, and stories and storytelling yeah. and that kind of stuff. And I was like, yeah, I know what you mean. So that's when when I uh, I took that's, to her. I think we're similar in that, Corey. I think that's why we like Game of Thrones so much. Because yeah. it's a very well thought out, well written fantasy universe. Not you know, right. not even just the story itself, but the whole, the whole universe is is fascinating. So yeah, that's yep. that's immediately what I what I thought when when Yuri was talking about that. I'm like, that's you know, right up my alley. So speaking my language. Mm-hmm. So Natsuki, Will. What, yeah. What was that like? She was the one that was condescending to me in my playthrough. Well, you want to know. Do you want me to? Do I just get into it, like her character arc? Well, maybe we should give a, a brief background of the character. So there's Sayori, who is your friend that introduces you to the liter- literature club and wants you yep. to join. And and she's, I mean, at first she's very, 
uh, what's the word? She's very simple, bubbly, bubbly, bubbly and absent-minded. Absent-minded, yeah. Uh, positive um, for the group. Everybody appreciates her positivity and stuff like that. Uh, there's Natsuki, who is a little bit younger, and she's all about. Well, she was your love. Help me out. Uh she's kitties kinda... and she's spicy. Cutesy. She would get yeah. very, very upset when people would call her cute, um, even yeah, though that would be the best word to describe her. Yeah, a little firecracker. And then there's Yuri, who's the tall, brunette, brooding, sort of... Uh, Condescending. <laughs> I used the word existential before, but I think that's deep, um, thoughtful, that kind She's of thing. A wallflower, a little bit of an introvert. Yep. A lot of and, an introvert. And then there's Monica who is the president of the literature club, who is not a woman you can woo, but she plays a pretty big part in the game. Uh, and did I miss one? No, no, that's it. That's, all. that's it. So essentially you, you pick between Sayori, Natsuki and Yuri. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I, in my opinion, I felt like Natsuki was the most normal and felt the most like a real character. And it I was a agree- little, it was little touches. It was like she was kind of feisty, which I don't know if that ties into her be- feeling more of a real character. But like instead of everybody fawning over you, she kind of was more put off by you, but still liked you kind of. Yeah. Uh, and I will also say like going for her, like, you know, these are like teenage kids. And like my character made constant like references to like, oh, yeah, like me and Natsuki have been texting like throughout the weekend and so on and so forth. And like, I don't know, that just felt more like how teenagers would be. Um, I don't know. And I felt like with the other characters, like, I don't know, I just didn't feel like they were I don't know. I don't want to say real, but like it didn't feel. It felt like oh, this is just a visual novel. Whereas going for Natsuki, I felt like she was the most normal character, and I felt like they did a good job making it seem more like a realistic, like a teenage relationship. You were just looking for something real. <laughs> yeah, I guess that's what we're all looking for in life. It's true. Yeah. But yep. yeah, because like I don't know. Like he talks about with Sayori, their childhood best friends, but he says they hardly ever talk like outside of school. Yeah, you know, like I don't know. I feel like if they were close childhood friends, they would be talking. Maybe I'm reading too much into a visual novel game on Steam, but <laughs> well, that's the idea. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I'm looking for realism in these stories, I guess. Mm. So I don't know. That's just what I got, and like. I don't know. You guys can go on who, why you thought Yuri, but well, we, I mean, as I said, there was the fan, the fantasy hook and why she was into these worlds and stuff is the, the creativity behind them. And that's, that's what got me. Uh, as I said, also I'm a little bit of a wallflower and a, an introvert myself. So, um, that immediately drew me to, to her being able to under, like understand what, what she goes through, you know, when, when, uh, having to converse with other people, I, I totally get it. So she does poo-poo manga, though, Dan. I don't really poo-poo anything. I just, you know, if if it's not something I'm into, I just don't care about it. Not even enough to poo-poo it. I also feel like the game kind of points you towards Yuri. Yeah. Did you guys get that impression at all? Oh, absolutely. In the second act, I was so annoyed that I had to deal with her. Yeah, it's almost like that's the choice they want you to make. Could be. I, I was writing poems straight up for Natsuki in the second half, and Yuri was going crazy. 
for it. Mm. Yeah. So I guess um, I don't know how much more there is to say. Well, the, go ahead. One, Dan. one thing I wanted to do right, real quick before we get into spoilers is ultimately, what did everyone think of the game? Oh yeah, good call. Yeah. You know, <laughs> <laughs> uh, while while we're in our spoiler-free chat about it, I liked it. I thought it was super bizarre. Yeah. I don't know. Yeah, I th- I thought it was awesome. I'm glad I'm glad I played it. Um, I really what was awesome awesome about it is just the stuff that happens in it is is not stuff you see every day in video games. It's yeah. uh, you know uh, like Corey said earlier, a little bit dark. There's some shocking moments. Um, it, yeah. it it goes places. That's yes, for it, sure. it goes places, and like I said, it's not something you see all that often. There's only a handful of other games I can think of that that go in this type of route. You know. So I really, really enjoyed it. My, my time with it flew by. So, uh, yeah, I, I liked it. I wouldn't say it, it didn't change the world for me or anything. You know, I didn't think it was any sort of revolutionary game or anything. No, I do. No. I do sort of, um, well, that's kind of spoiler territory, but I've played similar games in the past that I think have done something the same way, but it's a, it's a game I prefer to play, so I like it more. It's kind of hard to explain. I'll talk a little bit more about it in spoilers, but um, I have played games that have done this type of thing and also happen to be games that I enjoyed playing. Yeah. Uh, versus versus this, for me, it was to be honest, it was kind of a chore to yeah. read through it all to get to the the juicy bits uh, that happened midway, uh, and then you know towards the end of the game, the 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 fun part of it. Um, yeah, I, I I don't know, like. It's, I say over and over again, but if I wanted to sit down and read something, I would sit down and read a good book. Um, yeah, not a not a video game. Yeah. Okay. Uh, well, that conclu- concludes our spoiler free part of of talking about Doki Doki. I don't know if you want to put a spoiler tag up, Corey, someplace on our stream. Sure. Happen to I pop in. Yeah, I could do that. <clears throat> Go ahead. Oh, okay. Yeah. So get to get into the meaty part of the game so what ends up happening is you find out and i don't know this this is how it went for me as uh as someone who was uh going after yuri will so you can chime in here um but you find out that sayori actually has has and has had a huge crush on you for a very long time uh so you kind of have that going on in the back of your mind um, as you're as you're trying to attract this other other young lady, uh, is that kind of similar how it went with the Natsuki thing? Well, um, yeah, I mean, most of the characters in the game have a crush on you. Yeah, no, but I mean, you get the get the impression that this is a, a deep crush, and it's been yeah, been oh yeah, for yeah. A very long time. Definitely no, like the other th- three care well, two characters are just like oh, they see you and like you for the first time like sayori is like a full-blown like liked you for a very long time yeah sort of thing she she loves you yeah she's in love um and then towards the end of the game uh you how how does it work she so you're you go to the literature club after class and sayori seems to be like in a in a funk a little bit and you're Mm -hmm. kind of surprised by that not having ever seen Sayori like that, and you kind of talk to the other members, 
uh, who don't seem as surprised as you that she was she was in a funk. Um, so you kind of go about your merry way, um, and you're, you're planning a festival, uh, like a, a poetry slash literature festival. Um, so you have to make. I mean, I, I guess it depends on what you're doing, but you have to you have to help one of the other members with with the party preparations. So. Um, Siori ends up leaving early, uh, that day. She says she doesn't feel well, so she leaves early. Um, and you kind of let her go. Does that, that ha- what happened to you, Will? Yeah. 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 That is, there's uh, not, I should note, there's not a ton of variation in the playthroughs. I know it seems like the type of game that should, but I did a good amount of reading afterwards. Okay. There's not a ton. <clears throat> there's some, okay. but. I'll be, I'll be interested to hear what you came up because I did a little bit of reading about it and, and the, how the ending sort of works, but. Uh, anyway, yeah. So you end up, uh, I guess, picking picking the the person that you're going to work with. Uh, I obviously went with Yuri. Uh, she came over to my house uh, to to work on the thing. But before that, you I, you haven't heard from Sayori like all weekend, and you haven't seen her out and about. Uh, so you go over to her house, and you find out that she's actually uh, been suffering from depression. Uh, suffering for a long time you never saw it because whenever she was with you she was happy uh, because she loved you and and all that stuff so um you you know you that's kind of a shocking revelation right there um what a what a thing to throw on a teenager (laughs) well yeah that i mean that's that's a lot of pressure to (laughs) put on (laughs) put on a teenager right you know right before you're like at least in my case you know the the girl i was pursuing was was coming over um so you have a conversation you try to comfort sayori a little bit um we uh so i I went back home and did the did the thing with yuri and things got a little little steamy in there um yeah there was was some steamy moments she licked your blood didn't she she licked the blood off your finger is that the same thing that happened well yeah, so with Natsuki, we bake um, cupcakes, uh, and we're frosting them, and she, I don't know what happens, but you get into a kind of a food fight, and you <laughs> put, I forgot how it works, she either puts, you either lick the icing off her finger, or she does it to you. Yeah. Um, and then that's how it happens, and then you guys like, and then you continue baking, and yeah. she leaves. Yep. So nothing ultimately ends up happening, but there's there's some uh, some hot and heavy uh, chemistry, I guess, between the between the characters. Uh, then you finish up with whatever activity you're, you're doing. You go outside, and it seems like you're about to uh, lay a smooch on on in my case, Yuri and Will's case, mining Corey's case is Yuri and Will's case uh, Nats Natsuki, and Sayori comes up, makes makes it a little awkward. Uh, Yuri left. And then Sayori makes her confession. She tells you that, you know, you're the reason why she uh, gets up in the morning and gets out of bed and that she loves you. Um, And you're given the option after that to say, I I love you too. Or you could say, you can friend zone, for lack of a better word. Yeah. Uh, What'd you guys end up doing here? I friend zoned her. Yeah. I told her I loved her. Did you? Mm Mm-hmm. You would. I didn't know what to do. I panicked. Soft. <laughs> I, 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 I knew I, if I said no, she'd kill herself. 
Hmm. I mean, I guess I didn't know if she'd kill herself. I just didn't want to be dishonest. I guess you know. Yeah. Who's to say that that would do more harm than good? You know, if I told her I loved her and didn't mean it, and then you know pursued my relationship with Yuri, that'd be worse. Yeah, she might have seen right through it. You know. Yeah. Um. But oh, yeah, she she, she had left like a blood curdling scream and ran off, and I don't know why you don't go after her at that point and try to. Um, well, maybe that would just would have made it worse. I I got the impression that your character is kind of a dick. Yeah, for a, a lot of the game, little, a little bit selfish. Yeah, there was a couple things that he said. And I'm like, nah, I can't, shouldn't say that. Yeah. <laughs> so the next morning. The next morning, you head into head into school. Usually, every day so you walk with Siori to school. She's not there, uh, so you go and try to start setting up for uh, for the the festival. And uh, um, what's her name? Monica. Monica. Thank you. I, was, I wanted to say Maggie for some reason. Monica. It's like, where's Siori? Why isn't she with you? Didn't you know she's not here yet? Uh, and s- stuff she says here gets a little little creepy. Uh, I definitely got a little sick feeling in my stomach because she knew all about everything that had happened like the night before. Oh yeah. Um, and she kind of, she kind of guilt you and shames you for not, you know, going to check on Sayori. Mm-hmm. So you're like, all right, all right, I'll go home. Uh, so you go back home, you go to go and see house. You walk in, um, it's a bunch of lines of script right before, like what your character is thinking as you're walking through the door. As you open the door, it's the image of Sayori hung from the ceiling of her bedroom. I don't know if Dead. you guys noticed, but her hands are Dead. bleeding. Hmm. I didn't. I don't think I noticed. So there was speculation that people were like, "Well, maybe she tried to get out of it after she started, but it was too uh, late." Maybe. But yeah, I, I have heard of that it. happening. That there was blood on her hands. I don't know if she maybe caught herself. I don't know. And that is where the game ends. Kind of. Kind of. Um, yeah, this is, yeah, this is kind of one of those games that you have to keep beating. I, I thought of Near Automata a little bit yep. um, when I when hearing about this game. Uh, so, Corey, why don't you start with the stuff you read on, on how the how the game ending works. Well, I guess it doesn't matter whether you tell her you love her or you don't. She still kills herself. Yeah. Um, I guess I don't really have too much to say other than, like, there is a good... I don't even remember what the good ending is. My biggest takeaway was that there really isn't too much variation in the in the gameplays. Yeah. Um, no, there isn't. Aside from... I'm trying to think. I mean, so when you... What happens right before this this part goes down where Sayori kills herself is uh, Monica at one point says, you know, make sure you're constantly saving your game. And then she's like, oops, I don't know what that means or where that yeah. came from. Ha 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 ha. But there's yeah. a lot of those like Japanese video game tropes, um, you know, sub- subversion there. One of my favorites, incidentally, and this is a side note, is when they're making the joke about Monica and the translation that doesn't work. Uh-huh. Yeah, squid. And, yeah, yeah, and I googled it because Ika ICA is Japanese for squid or something like that. So uh, mm. I just thought I don't know. I thought that was really clever. Um, but there's a lot of that kind of stuff. So anyway, so you, if you save right before you make your decision whether to tell Sayori you love her or not, um, and then you see she kills herself, the game ends, and then you go back thinking, oh, I'll just reload my save and say the opposite. You know, obviously not knowing that they both lead to the same same conclusion but uh when you try to do that you get like a corrupt 
save file notification or something like that. Um, and then it just starts the game all over again from square one. Uh, and then you play through and everything is sort of glitchy and weird, um, including interactions with Yuri uh, and all the characters for that sake. And uh, the only I can't remember, Will, help me out, was was the only difference in the ending. Um, what is the good ending? I, I know, know it has something to do with Monica, it. Monica being the ultimate manipulator and, and the cause behind all of all of the, the yeah. issues. She is the cause behind the issues, but the good ending is has to do with you helping all three characters. Yeah. Deleting Monica before starting a new game. I can't remember. I had it I had it in my head, but something about you have to save before you make the first decision to help somebody and then you have to reload to that or something. Yeah, and then you get a special poem and I don't know. I can't Come remember. On. Come on, Corey. It says you really you're able to see which cutscene you missed by viewing the end credits. Blah 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 blah. I don't know. I honestly, I still feel like there is another ending out there, or a, there's more secrets to this game than Ooh, than have, have been discovered. We're gonna have help from the chat. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, there he is. Yeah. What's up, Refer? The Refer. Did we ever decide how to pronounce? We had it all figured out. Yeah. <laughs> anyway. Um, you have to go through the start and help every girl. Mm-hmm. And then reload saves. Save scummy. Yeah. Okay. Nice. So that makes sense. So it was a good ending, but um, there's so few decisions to be made in the game that there really isn't too much variation in, in each person's playthroughs. And um, there's not a chance in hell I'm going back and, and doing this. You know, I'll to, watch it on get, YouTube. Get the good ending. Yeah, I'll watch it on YouTube, too. I think I got all out of it, everything I can get out of it. Um, but yeah, so anyways, the game glitches on the second playthrough. There's all sorts of weird, glitchy sort of things going on. Um, and I don't know, Dan, I'd be curious to know what your experience is on this is. Did you pick up on the fact that there are save files and game files that pop up in the game folder? No. Yeah, that's a whole like another level to the game that you can immerse yourself in if you want. Nice. Yes, I, I like when games do that whole like breaking the fourth wall type of thing. That's that's right. fascinating. Right, and that's I mean that's the the whole thing. It it's it's, it's meta. It is meta, um, majorly meta. There's actually a name for it. I was reading a review and they they named it something meta something. I can't remember, but um, that's really what it is. And breaking that fourth wall. Uh, and populating your your game folder with certain files. Like, there's one that pops up right after Sayori, or right before Sayori hangs herself, that's, like, a very disturbing graphic of what appears to be an abstract version of somebody hanging themselves, or just, like, horrible things. Yeah. Um, And then there's one point in the game a little bit further on, and it somehow, I don't know if it's in a poem, I can't remember, but it references a game file. Uh, And if you go in and read that game file, there's, like, uh, entity speaking to you through the game file and you can actually go in there and read and it says there's like errors on lines of code and stuff like that. That's um, freaky. And it is freaky and I'm wondering like I'm wondering if there's still secrets buried in that game somehow like that have to do with the way the, the files interact with each other and stuff like that. I wouldn't be surprised. Yeah. One of my friends who deep dived this game uh, with an interview with the developer said that 
he actually had to rush to finish the game. And that's why Natsuki stuff was not really in the game. Because really, Uh-oh. like, what do you get from Natsuki after the first part of the game? Like, the first act. You really get nothing. Nothing, yeah. Which really disappointed me uh, in the second half of the game. Because I knew everything, what happens with Yuri in the second half of the game. So I was like, okay, so like I don't have to choose anything with Yuri. And then the game forced me to do that same things that I had already seen. So that kind of aggravated me a little bit. Yeah. Uh, And I kind of noticed that, too, because when you're picking which character you want to help before the festival, first I said Monica and it said, oh, no, you can't pick Monica. And then I was like, "Okay, well, then I'll go with Sayori Uh, because Yuri at that point had done something that freaked me out a little bit. Probably whipping out knives every five seconds. (laughs) Um, And then it's like, no, you can't take Sayori. And I'm like, all right, well, I guess I'll go with Yuri then. So then I went with Yuri. But um I guess I could. I guess that kind of makes sense now. Going back to to our point about the it feeling like the game wants you to pick Yuri, uh, maybe mm-hmm. that's just because that's where all the content is. <clears throat> that's honestly how I felt. Yeah, with the game. Huh. I wonder why they had to rush it. I mean, it's free, and they made it themselves. Exactly. So, I don't, I don't know. know, but I I felt guilty as all hell when uh, Siori hung herself. Guilty. I did too. It's a, it it brought back uh, Life is Strange quite a bit. That that particular scene. <laughs> well, I had a uh, I played it as part of the Saturday Night's Lonely Saturday Night Lonely Hearts Club. So I had um, an audience, and at one point I had as many as like five people who had played the game, mm-hmm. uh, all talking at me about it. So I do feel like my experience was a little bit sullied. Mm-hmm. Is that the right word? Sullied, sallied, sullied. I don't know. It's always a negative term. If that's yeah, um, because like I was expecting things, and I would have been better if I wasn't expecting them, you know. And um, I can't remember some some of the comments did kind of spoil the game a little bit for me, uh, not terribly, but there were some references to things that I probably wouldn't have picked up on and and may have appreciated more otherwise. Mm-hmm. But uh, yeah. So Dan, you you didn't know there was any interaction with the game files themselves no so what was your ending like it just ended like after Sayori after I went in the room and Sayori was there hanging you didn't play after that no I I had to it was late I had to finish at that point I knew I knew you could like restart and I just thought it was just a different playthrough Wait, know? wait, 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 wait. Dan stopped after Sayori hung herself? Yeah. <laughs> you rookie. Oh, Dan. what I miss? Oh, you Everything. missed so much. You missed the entire rest of the game. We I didn't know there was more game spoiled after Spoiled it for you. No, it's uh, fine. Did we just tell him what happens? That's or... funny. We kind of did. Well, no, uh, we didn't. No, we really didn't when I talked about Yuri. No. So that's why you, you did it in two hours and something. Yeah, I that missed that. Uh, it was okay. a little. It was almost three hours, is what it took me. <laughs> That's interesting. Wow. I don't even know how to continue. Yeah, I can't. No. You have to. <laughs> well, so you you start to replay the game again, right? Uh, and it seems kind of normal, but Sayori just doesn't exist in the game. Yeah, um, and there are times where she, she's supposed to pop up, but um, it's all glitchy and weird and stuff. Because this entity, which I guess uh, is manifested through the Monica character, has deleted Sayori from the the game files. 
So there's a folder in the game files called character files or something like that. And there's Natsuki, Yuri, Sayori, and Monica all have a character file. So if you go in and look, you see that the game has, in fact, deleted the Sayori character file. Um, (coughs) Excuse me. So then you play through without the Sayori character, and your character references that fact. It's like, oh, um, you know, I, I go to school by myself like any other normal day, whereas before he was saying, you know, I always walked with Sayori and all that kind of stuff. Yeah. And then we get to the literature club. There's just Yuri and, and Natsuki. Why uh, does he join? Why does he? Why do you join the literature club? Uh, uh, they, Monica it, comes up to you, right, in class yeah, or something yeah. like that and talks to you. Okay. Okay. And, be, and because your character has a crush on Monica, you're like, oh, okay. Sure. Yeah. How could you say no? Exactly. Yeah. Uh, so then you, you play through uh, uh, an abbreviated version of the game with all sorts of weird glitches and, and craziness going on, including the scene where... Should I just spoil it? Right, we're doing full spoilers, yeah. right? Yeah, you might as well, yeah. Uh, including the scene where Yuri kills herself in front of you. Okay. Um, she has this fascination with knives, which she references in her poetry, and then yeah. something goes awry, and then she stabs herself in the chest in front of you and dies. And you have to wait with her for the whole weekend in the classroom. Yeah, because you remember, Dan, how in the first playthrough you were supposed to aid one of the girls with um, the we- during the weekend for the, the festival. Mm-hmm. So what happens is uh, Natsuki and Yuri get into a lot of fights during the course of your second playthrough, uh, and they get pretty ugly. And you start to realize that Yuri is just insane human oh, okay. being. And... Um, it gets to the point where you're supposed to select between Monica, uh, Natsuki, and Yuri, who you're going to help out for the weekend. Um, and Yuri flips her lid and forces you to spend the weekend with her. Mm-hmm. So everybody leaves, and then she starts breathing heavily, talking about that she's in love with you, and so on and so forth. And you have the option of saying, yes, you're in love with her, or you're not. Um, so you get that option, however you want to answer. Depending on how you answer, which doesn't matter, she ends up stabbing herself. Uh, and you're stuck there for the whole weekend with her, like she wanted, while you're looking at her stabbed-up corpse. And you could think to yourself, like, nothing's happening. You could probably sit there for an extremely long time. Yeah. Um, unless you click the little skip option in the game, which skips over everything, but it's still a pretty hefty length of time before the game actually finally advances. You're just staring at this corpse as it like slowly decays. For over yeah. the two days you're there on the weekend, and it's yeah, Nat- disturbing Natsuki, stuff. Natsuki comes in first, sees it, and throws up everywhere and runs out. <laughs> and then Monica comes in. She's like, "Oh, sorry, didn't mean for you to experience that." And then like deletes Natsuki and Yuri from the game. Yeah. So, so long story short, go ahead, Will. Corey, and you missed the most kind of. You deleted Monica preemptively. <laughs> Yeah, so there's a part where uh, I think it's a Monica poem says delete her, delete her. Um, I'm paraphrasing, of course, but uh, I thought that meant to delete Monica. So I went into the game files and deleted the Monica file. Apparently they wanted me to delete the Yuri file, um, which I did not do. But uh, I deleted the Monica file in advance of the very end of the game, which Will is about to talk to. Talk about. Go ahead, Will. Yeah, so what happens is after um, you deal with Yuri's body and everything and Monica and so on and so forth, uh, you end up getting 
well, I don't know if warped is the right word, but you get sent to this like one room where it's you and Monica and Monica's face is just right there. And she's talking to you and talking about how she, um, what like loved you the whole time and how you kept on giving attention to the other three girls and how she tried to make them as unlikable as possible. So she manipulated their personalities. She amped up Sayori's depression. She, she amped up um, Yuri's like over compulsive disorder that she has uh, to make them you make you not like them. And because the game leads you to keep t- like liking them, it makes Monica like make it worse and worse, and they end up killing themselves. And Monica told like Sayori to hang herself and so on and so forth, stuff like that. Uh, and then like you just talk to Monica like your boyfriend girlfriend. Uh, and it's a really weird conversation. And I didn't know this because I thought at some point, kind of like when you're staring at Yuri's body, Corey, I thought eventually something would happen. So I sat there for like 30, 40 minutes just staring at Monica talking to her. But I didn't realize he actually had to delete the file. So when I deleted gotcha. the file is when what happened with what like, <laughs> what you got. And that's where we like met back up in the story. Yeah. Um, Reefer sums it up pretty well in the Twitch chat. He says, the concept is that Monica is sentient and knows that she's a character in a game. The little bit I missed by deleting her early was a bit where she'll just talk to the player about random stuff, politics, real life, sports, creepy shit. She talks about like how colleges profit off people not knowing what they want to do and how stuff like that. She did like, I don't know. It's like commentary about regular life. Interesting. So I'm going to have to play through the rest now. Yeah, that's where the dark stuff happens. I, it's, <laughs> I funny mean, I that, thought... it's funny that you thought it was over. Well, I, it just it said end. I was like, yeah. oh, okay. That's... <laughs> that's it for me for right now. Well, I think, yeah, I think the expectation there is that you would reload, like I did, reload the save where you told Sayori one thing, thinking if you said the other thing, it would change your outcome. Yeah. Okay. Good stuff. Yeah, it is good stuff. It's an interesting game, that's for sure. Bizarre Uh, is the best way to put it for me. It's the 15th highest rated game of all time on Steam. Really? Really? Sandwich sandwich between Hotline Miami and Don't Starve. (sighs) Wow. Wow. It's a big streaming game. Or it was. Yeah. I don't know. Interesting. I, one thing that I struggle with with this kind of game, and I started to talk about this a little bit, but w- when you get into this this sort of setting where there are no rules and nothing matters, um, you kind of feel out of control. Mm-hmm. And I think I think that was the the whole point of this game game um, for sure. But <clears throat> I think that sort of thing can only sustain itself for so long. Uh, that's why I kind of like the fact that two thirds of the game you are in control. And it's just the last third where you're not. And like, mm. you know, um, but they even do remind you that you do have some control uh, deleting the game files and stuff like that. I thought helped in that regard. But the other game I did, I played that did this sort of thing was Pony Island. Do you guys remember me talking oh. about Pony yep. Island last year? Yes, I do. Pretty sure I picked on you for playing it. Yeah. Um, and I had a great time, like with the actual gameplay part of that game and the whole breaking of the fourth wall and subversion of of game tropes and stuff like that. So. Mm-hmm. Um, not saying Doki Doki Literature Club isn't a very good game. Um, I just think there there are a couple different things that impacted my enjoyment of it, and and that would be one of them. But mm-hmm. <clears throat> impressive, impressive display from Team Salvato. Anyway, yeah, 
yeah, I thoroughly enjoyed my, although unfinished time with it now. I'll have to, <laughs> like I said, I'll have to. I'll have yeah, to I don't think you it. get a beaten game, Dan. No, I mean, like I said, I just thought I saw end screen. I was like, oh, okay, it's super late. I should probably just hit the sack. So, I was Will, and I, Will and I get a beaten game, right? Oh yeah. I was surprised, Dan, that you said you beat it in a little over two hours because I was like, wow, I flew through it and I finished it in four. And Corey deleted out the 40 minutes that I was waiting and finished at like three and a half. Yeah, and I was cruising through the reading. You you were. I didn't even get to read some of the stuff. You were like, boom, done. Boom, done. Okay. Anything else on Doki Doki Literature Club? No, you should play it. It's free. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, There's no reason not to. It's it's very interesting. Well, I mean, I guess if you're still listening at this point, you, it's been spoiled for you. But it's still it's there's interesting moments that we didn't didn't even necessarily cover. So, yeah, there's a there's a lot of nuance to some of the talk. There's some like this is like billed as kind of a psychological horrorish game. Uh, yeah. and we didn't even talk about some a lot of the like scary parts that happened in the second half of the game. Mm-hmm. Um, you kind of. It wouldn't, like, for us to sit here, like, me and Corey to talk about some of the scarier things that happen that are kind of freaky, like, we wouldn't do it justice. Right. So, it's definitely something that if, don't look at the art of the game and be put off by it, I think is something I should say about about it. Yeah. Totally agree. Because I think this game does do a lot of dark things with it. Mm -hmm. Does Does this game get you guys any more interested in visual novels? I would pl- I would probably play them occasionally as long as I was really interested in the subject matter. Same. It would depend on the subject matter. I'd be into really short experiences. You know, maybe like I think two hours max of this would be good for me. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> but yeah. Okay. All right. Should we get into noble bits? Don't we need to text Eric? I will. Te- I just texted him. Can we actually take five? Yeah, sure. we can take five. I gotta take care of business. Okay. <laughs> All right, we'll take a quick break and be right back with Nibble Bits and, uh, of course, the rest of our episode in just a minute. Welcome to episode 333 of Thumbstick Athletes Podcast. We are now in our Nibble Bits segment. Uh, welcome, Eric. Thank you. Uh, do you want to get started? You know what, Dan? Uh, I don't have mine pulled up, so if you want to start okay. with somebody else, I'll go ahead and get that. Will. Well, yeah. yeah. I got good news for everybody. Yeah. Life is Strange Before the Storm wraps up December 20th. And I think that's in time for our thummies. Am I wrong? No, you're uh, right. not wrong. Perfect. So we before now... The, before the shit storm, I should be wrong. <laughs> so yeah. we have... I don't know about you guys, but we have the 2017 Game of the Year ready. That is true. <laughs> we have to play it. We have to play it first. Yeah, this will be two years going now that uh, Life is Strange has hijacked our Thummy Awards due to late release or late play. <laughs> Recent bias. That is very late. When are when is our Thummies again? I forgot. Is it the twenty eighth? Twenty eighth. That twenty eighth. Okay. Back up January fourth. Okay, that's plenty of time to get in the three episodes. It's only three episodes, Corey. So I think we can do it. Oh, I definitely can. Apparently, it's really good. That's what I've heard. Oh man. I've got it's enough mi- I have to play. Isn't it missing Max Caulfield, though? Yeah. Mm-hmm. I don't know. That's going to be tough for me, because I hated Chloe. We'll and see. Chloe, Maybe it was, I can, it was uh... before Chloe is all angsty, though. True. That's a good point. 
Maybe I can convince Sophie to play it, and I can sit with her. Yeah, that's a good idea. Anywho. Yeah, that's my only nibble bet. Okay. You ready, Eric? I'm ready, Dan. Let's I got Eric. one. <clears throat> but it's a cool one. Um, so fans of Dying Light, which I believe you, you and Corey both were, correct, Dan? Yes. <clears throat> they announced more DLC. Uh, it's called Bad Blood, and it's a battle royale game type. Uh, the only the only thing is, it's, it's only six players, not a hundred players. Oh wow! Yeah, so I guess the goals are to harvest blood samples from zombies, scavenging for guns and ammo and health while fending off the other players. And I don't know. I thought that was kind of a cool idea. Yeah, I think that would be fun to play with year. your friends. Yeah, do out next year at some point for um, all platforms. Mm-hmm. Well, outside from Switch, but. All the other pl- platforms. Mm-hmm. So, exciting news there. Yeah, that's awesome. Kind of weird to still see, see stuff coming out for Dying Light. Dying Light news, yeah. That came out like three years ago, didn't it? Yeah, been, yeah I think been, so. It's been a while. Okay, what do you got, Corey? Uh, so EA apparently had some words about the Battlefront 2 controversy at the 37th NASDAQ Investor Conference. But that one's a treat to attend. Uh, this comes from courtesy of Blake Jorgensen or Jorgensen, the CFO at EA. He said, "Quote: It's been a great learning experience for us. We consider ourselves a learning organization. If we're not learning, that means we're failing in some way, and we're constantly trying to watch what people do and how they play, and listen to them to decide what's the best way to build great games." Uh, there's no, to me, there's no ounce of genuine thought baked into that statement there. What Uh, makes you say that? Not that I really care all that much, to be honest with you, but it's like, either don't say anything or... That's the most canned PR response you can possibly imagine. Like, that wasn't even a creative PR response. (laughs) No. No, I mean, they would have had more luck, like, poking fun at gamers or something like that, you know? Just like... They probably it seems like it sounds like they had a PR intern write that. Yeah. I would have loved um, to poke at gamers with that. That would have been that would have caused something. And he also said this at the end of November, so a little bit before this. He said, if we're not making some mistakes along the way and learning from them, that's when we should that's when you should worry about us. The reality is there are different types of players and games. Some people have more time than money, and some people have more money than time. You want to always balance those two. Which to me is just like, like to him, like microtransactions are just an inherent part of making video games. And it shouldn't be that way. I don't know. They just shouldn't be in every game. Like it's, I mean, we've talked about it to death, but there's no reason to put it in every single solitary game. If, If one of your core considerations of making a great game is balancing, you know, how much money you can get from people with you know how much gameplay people who don't have money can enjoy like that's just a silly arbitrary thing i don't know i just i I fundamentally disagree with this philosophy yeah uh and again not that i care all that much because i didn't really like the first battlefront and i have no interest in playing this one so whatever well they, I mean, the, the, they've talked about it before, and, and this is kind of a theme for the Game Awards this year, is that the you know, the single-player game is, is a dying breed, um, which if you look at the Game of the Year choices, four out of the, uh, four out of the five are single-player games, you know, 
the four out of the five best games this year are single player games. One I of them wonder, I don't think should be on the list, but be interesting to compare that to sales though, you know? Yeah. I mean, yeah. That that's true. Sale you know, sales figures are probably different. I mean, obviously PUBG uh, is the the one on the list that I'm like, eh, it probably shouldn't be there. But that's also the one that sold like gangbusters. Yeah. So. Yeah. Um. Okay. Uh, Bungie has gated off some vanilla Destiny Two content with its Curse of Osiris DLC. I don't remember. Did any of us even play Destiny Two? No. no. Not even Eric. Nope. Oh. All right. No, des- no desire. Wow. Okay. Uh, so that came out this Tuesday. It raised caps and power levels, but it also raised requirements for something called the Raid and the Nightfall Strike. Uh, I don't know what any of this stuff is, so bear with me. Um, I guess in the vanilla version of the game, before A Curse of Osiris, you needed 300 power level to do the prestige versions of the Raid and the Nightfall Strike. After the DLC was released, you needed a 330 power level but if you didn't buy the DLC, you're capped off at 305. So if you didn't buy the DLC, you cannot enter the prestige version of those dungeons or raids or strikes uh, that you previously could have. Hmm. Uh, Jason, I'm reading from Jason Trier's Kotaku article. He also points out that, uh, interestingly, that means that you cannot earn the prestige pro- trophy on PlayStation then if you do not buy the DLC, which to me, I think that's, that's the, one of the biggest issues for me. Like I get it. And I guess destiny players get it too. Cause they're used to that in the first destiny. Uh, MMORPG players are probably used to that too. I saw a lot of comments about world of Warcraft. You know, they've been doing that forever, pulling out dungeons with, with new expansions and then releasing them, re-releasing them later in other expansions. Um, so it's nothing new, but I, I just think it, it would be pretty frustrating for, Maybe a new a new Destiny player or something like that to get in the game and then all of a sudden have that content blocked behind a paywall. Yeah. I don't know. What do you guys think? Yeah. Yeah. I I, I don't I'm with don't you, like Corey. any of that. Yeah, I don't like any of that. It's it's. <clears throat> this is one of the reasons sleazy. I didn't buy Destiny Two is because it's you know the chances of me getting into any of the DLC are pretty slim to none. Yeah. And it's like there's no such thing as a casual destiny player. No. Yeah. You, you just got to be all in or just don't bother. Yeah. And like for me, I would play the story and probably never touch it again like I did with the first one and I've heard the story is not very good. So what reason do I have to play it? None. None. None, Dan. Yeah. That's all. That's all I have. Okay. All right. Uh I've got three kind of quick ones. So this is news I didn't expect to hear in 2017 uh, or ever, really. So China is getting HD remakes of Nintendo Wii games, but it's for the NVIDIA Shield set-top box. Wow. Uh, it's going to include games like Mario Galaxy and New Super Mario Brothers. Now, I guess this was, uh, there's a little bit of speculation going on because uh, the deal between Nintendo and NVIDIA kind of made made the news early this year it was in february or march so people were kind of wondering what was going on but i don't think they anyone figured that this is going to be what was going on yeah uh, very bizarre uh but that makes me hope that maybe they're going to put those hd remakes on 
the switch because the switch internally has a lot of the same components especially the the gpu that's in the nvidia shield set top box so interesting so what is this nvidia shield set top box it's a android tv box that plays games okay Mm. wow yeah is that like a first for nintendo to do something like that i would think so I mean, maybe it has something to do with their push into mobile gaming, too. Like, it's kind of a <clears throat> similar type of thing. But, I mean, those are full-on. Like, it's Mario Galaxy, New Super Mario Brothers, one of the punch-out games. And then there's another one that I saw on the list of games that are Wii games that are getting HD remakes for this device. Interesting. Yeah. I don't know. Those must be prevalent in China for, for them to want to put the put the games on there, you know? Yeah, but even so, for Nintendo to do that, I don't know. Yeah. So now everyone's dreams of Nintendo being a just a game publisher <laughs> can come to fruition because I'm sure they'll wow. be they'll, I'm sure they'll figure out a way to break break the break the device and people here will be putting them on their Nvidia Shield set top boxes. So um, they're done making the the portable Nvidia Shields, right? They're not doing that anymore, are they? I don't think so. They haven't made a tablet in a few years either. It's just a set top box now, as far as I know. Mm. Okay. So uh so that's that's my first little bit. Uh my second one is Homefront is free for a limited time on Humble Bundle. Humblebundle.com if you're interested. Uh it's a free game. You may never play it, but it'll be there waiting for you if you ever do want to. Did you guys uh, ever see the movie? No. The movie Homefront? Yeah. Or are you talking about the one from the eighties where the Russians invade? No, no, what's, you're what's thinking of What's his name? Footloose there. The Hunt for Red October? No. no bacon. What's the uh, Red Dawn? You're Red, thinking Dawn. Of Red Dawn. Thank the you. That is what home... I was thinking of. So I typed Homefront into YouTube, and this is what reminded me of it. The Homefront movie came out in 2013, starring James Franco and Jason Statham. Really? And I was like, I don't recall that at all. No. I mean, it's, it's, it's the video game movie, right? Yeah. That's probably why we don't know about it. It's probably garbage. Probably. What are, what are the ratings for? I'm I'm curious now. Um, let me check Metacritic. Yeah. Homefront. The movie. And we are looking at unrated. Unrated. Oh, so. oh, I'm sorry. Forty. Forty. Okay. So, Although yeah, the bad. user score is 6.2, so eh, maybe not terrible, just not good. Probably terrible. Anyway, uh, and then my last one is also a humble thing. Humble Monthly early unlocks are The Long Dark, Quantum Break, uh, and Warhammer Dawn of War 3. So that's a pretty good early unlock for, for $12 for the Humble Monthly. I'm probably going to get that one because I'm interested in Warhammer Dawn of War 3. Uh, I kind of been wanting to play Quantum Break and The Long Dark, obviously. I know you guys have talked about, so yeah. That's all Groovy. I got for nibble bits. Groovy. Uh Eric, how's your week? Oh pretty good, Dan. I don't think I have too awful much to talk about. Um we had um so my wife had gone to New York for her like family baby shower, and then her coworkers threw her one here in Virginia. So we had that um, a couple of nights ago. So that was a good time. We got some 
got some diapers, which we desperately needed because we really didn't get any in New York, which was surprising. Yeah. Um, <clears throat> so that was fun. Got to meet some of the people she works with. They're all pretty cool. Um, let's see what else is going on. I don't know. I don't really have a lot to talk about. I guess I'm just gearing up for the baby. Could be, really, could be any day. Any day now, yeah, definitely. Yeah, we're under 29 days till her due date, but she's. Okay. Um, I don't think it's going to go that long. Just based on. She's ready to gotcha. pop. <laughs> yeah, she's in some pain, and I don't know. Just doesn't seem like it. It's it's really starting to hit me. I was going to say, are you, a little human here. are you starting to get nervous? I don't know about, I don't know if nervous is the word not, or not, excited. I mean, I'm excited. I just don't, like, it's, it's just weird. Yeah. You know, no, I'm, weird... I, I mean more the, uh, the birth, the actual birth. Oh yeah. Yeah. I don't, oof. <laughs> I don't even think I'm prepared for that. I don't think I can get prepared for that. No, you really can't prepare for it. Yeah. <laughs> Jesus. You can't. Yeah. I'm, the whole thing is just, it's mind blowing. Yep. It's the craziest thing. Mm-hmm. So. Yeah, the the whole the birth part of it is is overly romanticized, in my opinion. Um, <laughs> but the you know having the actual child is not. That's that's yeah. an awesome awesome yeah. thing. So. Yeah. I don't know. So yeah. Oh, you know what? I did I did have something I wanted to talk about. I bought an Amazon Echo. Mm-hmm. Um, based off of your recommendation, as well as my friend Jeff, he has one too, and he loves it. Mm-hmm. Um, I love mine so far. I, I'm actually thinking about getting a second one because the way our house is laid out, there's so many floors to it. Yeah. I didn't realize you could communicate through them. Mm-hmm. Yeah, like a intercom type of thing. Yeah, I think that is just the coolest thing in the world. Yeah, oh, that is cool. Yeah, it's it, you just say like in the in the video for the mm-hmm. Echo, the guy just is like, Alexa, uh, drop in on the living room, mm-hmm. and he talks to his his wife in the living room. And they can communicate with each other. I just think that that, like, especially the way our house is with the four levels, like, you know, having one on on each floor would be ideal. But at least having a couple, you know, yeah. if I'm upstairs doing something, she can say, hey, can you come down and help me with the baby or something like that? I just think that that is the cool. Like, hands-free, if she's got the baby in her hand, she can't get yep. to her phone. I just think that that is really a useful thing. That's yeah. a lot of what it is for me too. Is is not having to use my hands for a lot of things that I yeah. want for 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 my phone, you know, because yeah. I've got four that are just running around all the right, time. Right, right. If I pick up my phone and look at it, like that in that ten seconds, the twins have gotten gotten Anything into something. Could yeah, so <laughs> yeah, that's that's the great part of it. And so, I, I pretty much play music like twenty four hours a day too. Yeah, so I, right now the one I have, uh, you can't see it from the camera, but I have it um, in my kitchen on this floor. Um, and I play music, you know, here and there. It's kind of tough because, like, I, don't, I I try not to play it when people are here necessarily. Yeah. Because yeah. you know, not everybody wants to listen to it. But mm-hmm. um, I have played a pretty good amount of music on it. It sounds really good. Yeah. So, uh, you know, I've been really pleased with that. Uh, have you played any Jeopardy? No, I forgot. I oh, keep forgetting to do play that. Jeopardy. <clears throat> Jeopardy's I'll, fun. I'll have to do that. There's a daily Jeopardy quiz, um, and then like if you're a Prime subscriber, you can go back and play the ones that you missed. Nice. Um, yeah, it's it's pretty cool. I, I'm uh, a big fan of it, and they're on sale for eighty bucks right now too. So if you're yeah. if you're thinking about it, this is the time to get in. Oh, I, am I think the Echo it. Dots are still 
thirty too. They so are, yeah. They're on if you sale want a, as well. if you want one of the cheap ones, the sound quality on the Echo Dots is not good. I would recommend plugging it into another speaker. Um, but yeah, for just to get a, a an idea of what a lot, you know what the Echo can do, um, it's a good, it's an easy impulse buy for thirty bucks. And it's just cool. Like to, I came downstairs in the morning and I just asked it what the news headlines were. Mm-hmm. And then when it got done running through the news headlines, I asked what the weather was going to be like today. Yep. It's just it's just a cool thing to have, you know. Yep. Again, not having to look at your phone. I'm oh, yeah. Really trying to separate myself, my stupid fat face from my phone. As much as I love it, it's it, I think it's becoming a problem in general, you know. Yeah. No, I, I agree with that <laughs> on on my behalf too. And mm-hmm. I I asked it a bunch of like. You know, when's the last time the Buffalo Bills made the playoffs? <laughs> Just some stuff to really get depressed about. Yeah. <laughs> sure. And it just uh, gives you your answer like that. It's great. Yep. Glad you like it, Eric. Oh, I love it. Yeah. Um, yeah, I can't think of anything else I really wanted to talk about. Okay. What about you, Will? Sorry, my mic my mic's on mute because uh, oh, I've been okay. coughing a ton. But uh, uh, honestly, still getting over being sick. Uh, I kind of relapsed uh, at the end of, I think it was the weekend, uh, Friday, Saturday. I felt like human garbage again. I'm starting to get a little bit better. Um, the problem is, is trying to get sleep. And when I, I, I will cough so bad and violently, like I'll start gagging and almost throwing up. Maybe you have uh, whooping cough. I don't know what I have. People, people think it's strep. People think it think it's the flu. People think I guess now whooping cough. I don't know. Um, There's um. I was actually Sophie and I went to lunch today, and the waitress was telling us. Um, there's a abnormally large number of viruses going around because of the way the temperature has been. Mm-hmm. Twenty degrees, and then sixty degrees. It's going around um, where I work for sure. People are, it's you're not getting like. Well, you were pretty sick. Well, the people where I work, it's like it's more of a cough, and you just feel. Ugh. Yeah, I I've never felt like more run down and sore and tired than I've like ever felt. It was weird. Um, and it look sucked. up uh, whooping cough. <sighs> I don't like self-diagnosing myself. <laughs> Um, I don't know. It sucks though because, like, you know, I haven't been able to. Like, I hurt my back and then I got sick, so I haven't like lifted in a month, which sucks. So, like, I feel lazy and like I can tell I'm getting fat because now I've been sick and I've just been wanting to eat whatever I want. So it's just like I don't know. My my life is falling apart. It's the end of the semester, so I'm trying to pass math. Um, but while Eric's not here, I've been watching Dragon Ball Z a ton. Mm-hmm. Um, Dan, do you remember the cell games? Because Corey does not remember much of the Android cell stuff. If Vaguely, that's kind of in the tail end when I was able to watch it. I don't, I don't know why. I think my schedule changed maybe at that point. Okay. When that came on. Um, I wanted. I think the Android saga is one of my favorite sagas in the show so far. I just love how like how they came onto the show and just like really just messed everything up. Yeah. Uh, I don't know. And I really like Android 17 and 18, too. I also like how Krillin falls in love with Android 18. I think it's kind of funny. Yeah. Uh, and, Corey, do you remember any of that at all? A little bit. Vaguely. A little bit. Uh, but I'm on the episode now where they're getting ready for the Cell games, and they have to wait 10 days before 
the they start. So like I'm kind of watching the episodes preceding that where they're just kind of going about their daily lives and Goku and Gohan are in Super Saiyan form the whole time, just like doing mundane tasks, which is kind of funny to me. But I really I love the show. I'm so happy that Corey was able to provide me with the seasons to watch again because it, I'm addicted to watching the show. Awfully nice of you, Corey. It's a really good show, to be fair. I honestly Not just saying that. I, yeah, I honestly think like watching it, I'm like, this is honestly like a pretty solid show. Um I yeah. do see I do see Eric's complaint about them like powering up for an entire episode, but I think that was mainly an issue during the, the Frieza saga. Well that that mattered more too when you couldn't watch a bunch in a row. Yep. You know, now that you can binge, that's not as much of an issue because you And just, there are no commercials, yeah. T- yeah. Yeah, tuning right into the next episode. Yeah, and I can just fly through it. But yeah, no, I'm finally getting healthy again. I'm really glad. Um and that's it for my week. Okay. <laughs> Perfect timing, Eric. <laughs> oh, thank God. You just missed it. <laughs> oh. Corey, really knew when to order some ice water. <laughs> Corey, what do you got? Time for my week? I uh, watched a ton of Dragon Ball Z. <laughs> um, no, I really did. I'm on. I've watched probably 50 some episodes. I'm in the middle of the Namek saga, but that's all I'll say oh about God. that. I want to talk to you about the Namek saga later. <laughs> We should, we should, we got to start for the podcast network. We should have a DBZ podcast. DBZ podcast, oh, yes. Definitely. I'm, I'm really into DBZ. It's, it's gonna be an issue. I'm so happy my semester's ending. But anyway, um, watched a couple new Netflix shows. Godless. Um, oh, Sophie I've and I watched to watch the whole that. thing. That's really good. Really oh, good. Nice. Uh, especially if you like westerns, you'll like it a lot more. It's a little bit different in that. Um, well, how can I describe it? It's a, a non-traditional Western. Let's put it that way. There's a, a town uh, called LaBelle. Um, there's a mine where 95% of the men work in this mine. And at the start of the show, it collapses. So all the men die. So it's this town is populated uh, by mostly women. There are a number of, of male characters, but uh, mostly women. Uh, of course, the protagonist is a male and uh, he's hunting his arch nemesis slash father figure, uh, who is played by Jeff Daniels, who does a really good job. Uh, a lot of good performances. Great cinematography. That's my favorite part of the show. The the Western cinematography, the plains, people riding horses on the plains. Uh, it's my dream to do that. So it's pretty awesome. I'll have to watch that. Yeah. Uh, highly recommended. Um, oh, yeah. I also watched Voyeur. Which just came oh, out on I just said to Christy Netflix. the other night, I was like, Oh, I think we'd like this show. We should check this out. <laughs> yeah, so Sophie's really into that weird stuff. I actually yeah. fell asleep during it, but I was into it until I fell asleep. It's about this guy who opened this hotel in I think in LA somewhere for the sole purpose of spying on all of the people in his motel rooms. Um, the way he did it was he bought a building with a pitched roof, went up, you know, like a V and uh, all the rooms were on the first floor, and then he built himself a soundproof, lightproof uh, viewing area up top so he could just walk back and forth and look down at people and, and see everything. Uh, and I guess the idea behind the documentary was him feeling somewhat guilty or something like that and just wanting people to know that he did this just to get it off his chest kind of thing. Wait, hold on. Is this a true story? <clears throat> it is. Oh. 
Wow. Yeah. It is, in fact, a true story. Uh, recommend it. It's pretty good. Uh, I also watched... Netflix is... is I, I think I talked about this a couple weeks ago, but um, their goal to like put out good content the same way HBO does, I think they're kind of almost there. Uh, I also watched a show called A Shot in the Dark, which is about... Forget the name. I want to say Stringers uh, in Los Angeles. They're the people, the amateur civilians who travel around in the middle of the night with video cameras and try to get footage of accidents, um, pretty much anything that they can sell to the news. I don't know if you guys have seen that movie Nightcrawler, which uh, that movie is what these people do. Uh, The real it's the real world version of them and and they exist and uh, they're pretty much on the scene before or at the same time as law enforcement. And it's pretty cool to see him jump out and get these awesome shots of burning cars. And uh, it's horrible to say, but dead people after slamming into telephone poles and stuff like that. Not for the faint of heart, but uh, that was pretty cool too. a shot in the dark. That's called. And I also watch I prefer to watch the Netflix originals because most of them are ultra HD with HDR. So it uh, my TV really benefits from, now, from Corey, watching that kind of stuff. Do you have to pay extra for your Netflix subscription to yep. get that? Yep. Okay. We How pay, much more is it? It's we pay twelve a month. Okay. So it's probably that, it's a buck or two. Yeah, but that also gives you more viewing screens. So I think the orig- the normal plan is just two screens playing at yeah. the same time. Um, this one That's gives you I four. Although, you know, seeing as my Roku TV just won't let me watch Netflix, I really only need one. There you go. Yeah. I did see there was a recent update to Netflix on Roku. Oh. Uh, I don't know if it, I don't know if it fixed it, but I did notice some things different, so <clears throat> maybe it did, I don't know. Okay. Uh, other Maybe, than that, before you move on, Corey, to anything yeah. else, uh, kind of along the lines of a couple of the shows you were talking about there, I did remember I started listening to a new podcast called the Serial Killer Podcast, and it's a guy from like the Netherlands or somewhere around there, and he really he just recounts like some famous, some not as famous uh, serial killers. I've always been kind of fascinated by like the minds of those fucked up people and like. I don't know. It's just it's interesting to me. So uh, I thought it was kind of a cool idea just to listen to. He goes through like he talks about like all the different uh, killings and like just the kind of people that they were and their backgrounds and like what their families were like and that kind of stuff. So I don't know. It's always been kind of interesting to me. So if you're into that. Uh, yeah, and you're just like my girlfriend in that respect. She's into that stuff. I I get nervous watching that stuff because part of me wonders if it's going to unlock a part of me that I don't, I don't <laughs> I want unlocked. Thing, actually, I really, thought, I, I was like, man, the fact that I'm okay <clears throat> listening to this stuff does that make me like a potential serial killer? <laughs> like, uh, I don't know. Yeah, I just nervous. find it. I, I, it's like Hitler. Like, of course, I don't like what he did. I, but I've always been fascinated, like right. how somebody could get to that point and how they could get so many people to buy into that. People yeah. think I'm crazy because I'm blown away by what Hitler did. How could you not be? I that's that's my exact reaction. Yeah, it's incredible. Mean he's a good guy it doesn't mean you like it. No, but it is. It's a, mm-hmm. yeah. yeah, and I've just always been fascinated by like crazy people. Like yep. I listened to the one about John Wayne Gacy today. Um, it's just weird. He like 
he just seemed like a normal dude. He just happened to be like this gay guy, and he just killed a bunch of young kids by stuffing their underwear down their throat. Good God. Yeah, it's just, it's just it's fucked up, man. But, like, I don't know why. How do you get to that point? I don't know. That's where what are, I'm trying to figure out. Where are the ne- neurons? Ca- I have a hard time killing, like, bugs in the house. Me too, man. I, like, I see, like, a grasshopper going across in front of me in the car. I'm like, oh, I can't hit this grasshopper. <laughs> I spent a lot of the fall dodging woolly bears on the road. Yeah. So I don't know I, if you're into that stuff. I think it's a it's a decent. It's very it's kind of dry. It's very detail oriented. It's not a lot of fluff in there. It's, this is what they did. This is how they did it. This is what their family life was like, and this is how long they were in jail. Yikes! Yeah. Um. In the chat, asked if I listened to Serial yet, and yes, I have listened to Serial. I don't really remember it, but I liked it. I know I liked it. Yeah. Uh, the first season of Serial was good. The second one, not so much. At least I didn't really care for the second one. Corey, Black Mirror? Have you watched any Black Mirror? Yeah, of course. On Netflix, definitely. There's a new yep. season coming out. Okay. Looks like Black- December 29th. It's like the modern day Twilight Zone. Yeah, I've only watched three episodes, but I think I'm gonna. I think I'm gonna watch the rest of it. Yeah, I don't think I've seen them all either. It's fucking weird. Uh, I don't have much. Yeah, it is. It really is because it's so true to life. It's yeah. frightening. <laughs> the one episode yeah. where the I forget what's happening, but somebody's having some sort of crisis, and everybody's just got their phones and are just holding their phones oh, up and just following yeah. them around. And I'm like, oh my god, that is so true. <laughs> it's disturbing. Did you see the one where it's like a some kind of talent show, and in between the talent shows, they're all like exercising on bikes. Like, it's kind of like chasing the dragon on the South Park episode, and they're, like, earning <laughs> credits by pedaling on the bike. Like, no, the more they work out and pedal on the bike, the more credits they get to go on the show and compete. But, like, it's oh, just... gosh. Oh, it's very uncomfortable. I'll have, to, I'll have to watch that. Sometimes it's good to be uncomfortable, though. Yeah. Good for we you. Only, we only grow when we're uncomfortable. That's right. Um, I fell up the stairs problem. today. <laughs> I'm pretty sure I broke my pinky toe. Oof. Uh, really hurts. I'm having a hard time walking, but I think that's that. Those are the only exciting things that happened to me this week. Tape it up, Corey. Itself, right? Definitely. Yeah. I don't alone. think there's any. I don't think there's anything they can do for toes, especially the little toes. Tape it up. They, they, yeah, tape them. Tape it to the next toe. Over. Let it fuse however it wants. Yeah. You'll walk with a gimp for the rest of your life. It's okay. Bound to happen sooner or later. They already well call me Gimp. Might, might as well just get a cane now. I'm okay with that. Yeah. We okay. did just start a new disability plan at work, so. Well, time oh, to take advantage. Use it. <laughs> yeah. Somebody's got to. Yeah. Just tell them. <laughs> just be like, hey, guys, just so you know. Broke uh, my toe. Broke my toe on purpose so I could test out the new disability plan. <laughs> I'll let you all know how it goes. <laughs> oh, yeah. Workman's comp. Uh, I too have been sick if you're wondering why I'm coughing but go ahead I'm done it lingers so you guys have got that going for you no kidding I don't have anything to share for this week nice no No, it was just 
it, yeah, it was just brutal illness in my house oh. this, this past weekend. So that was Probably what coming I my way, huh? Uh, Kids, right? Don't they just carry it? Oh yeah, yeah. yeah. They're the worst. Yep. Because <laughs> they're just covered in snot all the time. It's just snot, oh, and they sneeze oh. and drool all over everything. Oh. Last time I was sick was two days after I was hanging out with kids. Yep. Yep. So, yes, Eric, you have that to look forward to. Um, let's get into what we played, shall we? Yeah. Corey. Yeah. What'd you play? Uh, so I played Mario Rabbids Kingdom Battle. Mm-hmm. Really enjoy it. I haven't gotten that far. Um, I don't have very many unique thoughts at this point. Um, I was a little bit nervous at first because... I felt like it was a little it was like baby's first baby's first strategy. Yeah, it's really easy at first. Uh tactical uh yeah, baby's first tactical strategy game. I don't know even know what the baby's first XCOM, let's say that. Mm-hmm. Um but the more you play, the more, you know, you start to get abilities and stuff like that uh, and realize there's a little bit more nuance going on. So that's good. I am I am sort of addicted to it. It's hard to put down. Yeah. Um, well, like Will said, it, towards the end, and Will can attest to this, it's it gets pretty freaking hard. Yeah, I was yeah, telling him that like <laughs> later he'll have a difficult time. Yeah. Yeah. Apparently there's an update coming out to the game tomorrow where you can yep. do 1v1 mm-hmm. online. Yep. That sounds pretty cool. Uh, yeah. I'd be curious how that works. But uh, yeah, really like Mario Rabbids, Rabbids Kingdom Battle. I played a little Mario Odyssey with someone else uh which i actually kind of enjoyed i was the hat and the other person mm-hmm. was controlling mario it was their first time playing it so uh, i let them control it and we went straight to new donk city and um <clears throat> found about like maybe 10 stars in 45 minutes or something like that just by screwing around and, and nice. going places i hadn't been before and doing the like the rc car challenge i don't know if you guys did that in new donk city yep um i didn't do when i played through uh the first time so uh there's so much to uncover in that game yeah i think i have 560 moons wow odyssey which is slightly over slightly over half i think i'm pushing in the game i think i'm pushing 200 (laughs) um excuse me yeah what's that i don't i don't know if i'll ever play it again to be honest i really enjoy it but I don't know. It's just one of those things. I mean, even games I absolutely love, it's hard, like you said, after you beat it to to keep playing just because you feel responsible to play something else. Well, yeah, it's like, well, what am I working towards now? Yeah. And, you know, I that's a game that I played quite a bit after I beat it. But like at this point for now, I feel, you know, I feel like I need to be playing other things. So I haven't I haven't played it in a couple of weeks now, but. Right. Not because I haven't wanted to. It's just I feel compelled to try other things. Yeah. Oh. Sorry. We I'm watching the Game Awards and it looks like we have uh, Bayonetta on the Switch, which gets me real excited. I would love to play Bayonetta two again. That for a while, Dan. Yeah. Oh. Did you beautiful. see From Software has a new game coming out? I did. I did. I I I just saw the From Software thing on there. That's all I There's, saw. There wasn't much else to it. Okay. Yeah, that guy. It's called like Shadows Die Twice or something like that. Nice. Oh, gets me excited. Nice. Um, okay, so it's Bayonetta two available on the sixteenth of February. Anyway, 
that's neither here nor there. Okay. Uh, Corey, did you play anything else? Uh, more Golf Story. Golf Story. Um, that game does indeed get a little more difficult, but I'm still really, really enjoying Golf Story. Uh, yeah. It's a surprisingly good game. Another another addictive one. I just did all the Lurker Valley stuff. Mm-hmm. So that's the one with the dinosaur bones, right? Yeah, and did the digging with the. You get the digging wedge. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's just such a silly, silly. It's game. a very silly game. How many areas are there? I think is there seven or eight eight courses. I think there's eight. Gosh, yeah, eight I have courses. a lot more to do. Yeah, like I said, it took me twenty hours. I did most of the side side quests. I do like the golf mechanic, though the precision control, mm-hmm. uh, all that kind of stuff. Like it works really ball. well. I think I think it's maybe one of the best um, actual like golf mechanics I've I've experienced. Yeah, for for that type of the for that type of game. Yeah, oh, definitely for that type of game. But I'm even saying like I, I can't think of a game that really does it better. Oh, I really liked uh, Tiger Woods on the Wii. With the swinging mechanics, oh, no, no motion controls. Get get out of here. That was fun. I don't care what get you what you out say. Out of here. That was fun. No, not a fun fan. times. Not a fan. Dan's right. Corey's wrong. I never. I guess <laughs> well, uh, I played that at Eric's house. We played that together. I guess I didn't play enough of it to really really say, but I don't know. Just the idea of well, motion controls. They were really good in that and really like it, responsive. I guess for how your swing would be. Was that the one where you put the the Wii U pad underneath you, and then no, you just held the Wii mount and did a golf swing. Oh, okay, all right. Uh, but that's it. Um, more Hearthstone, more Rocket League, but nothing to update there. Mm-hmm. All right. Well, uh, Corey and I finished our playthrough of Final Fantasy VI. We so, did. Yeah, yeah, our our co-pilot. Now. <laughs> <laughs> I feel like I've been disappointing Eric a lot recently. <laughs> Eric's um, so we were wondering, Dan and Eric. No. What for a beaten game? Do Cora and I both get a beaten game? No, you just get a half a game. It's a point five. <laughs> See, I I would take that. Here's the thing, because uh, me and my wife did Super Mario World, and she beat most of it probably two-thirds of it and i probably beat the other third of it based on the levels that we completed so i consider that a beaten game for me so i think it's only fair that you sick pervert well you were there for the whole thing and you saw it through to the end like if Corey had just finished it on his own that would be one thing but you played it together from front to front to back now does it count that it was in an alternate timeline what do you mean oh because of sid yeah (laughs) because you had to reload yeah Yes, it counts. Um, okay, so Corey and I put an we'll... asterisk next to it. Okay, that's fine. And you better put one next to Super Mario World too, there, Dan. <laughs> yeah. That's my what is it? Oh, I don't even. No, I did. No, yeah, I did. Fact, I beat. think we. I think we stripped that from Dan and give it to Val. She did beat more of it than I did. Did you put Doki Doki down, Dan? No. What? Quit trying to screw us. Yeah, Dan. Come on. I might, what? you might have it on my list already. What? I have it on Will's list, yes. Yeah, that's Eric right. That's all that matters. What? Dan didn't actually beat Doki Doki. He only thought he did. Yep. You didn't see the credits, Dan? I saw it said the end, or end. Yeah. But mm. it wasn't the end. 
No. It fooled Dan, me. you always gotta wait for the credits. <laughs> oh, Dan. Really? <laughs> You're a real asshole, Dan. Uh-huh. Um, <laughs> six. Okay. Yeah, Court and I, uh, we had quite the ride. We thought we could beat Kafka's Tower in, what, 30 minutes, 20 minutes? Yeah, so last week or two weeks ago, Will and I said, let's let's beat this before podcast. In uh, half an hour in, we're like, we're not beating this, so we stopped. And then we, it took us about, I think it was two hours and 20 minutes was the, the final playthrough for the whole dungeon, so. Yeah, we uh, <laughs> we realized how underprepared we were. We did not teach our guys enough enough spells to get through that easily. So we we really had to well, make Well, to do. be fair, I mean, you say that, but we didn't... You only died the one time, right? Well, it's because I'm a champion. Yeah. I mean, I did get very lucky with managing the healing. Well, you didn't even lose anybody in the final battle. That's true. Well, as I said, pretty often. <laughs> you guys have only played the game, I don't know, 30 million times. <laughs> that, is, that is true, but that endgame stuff, like... That's hard, man. It is I, hard, and I, would, I don't remember. I, I hardly remember any now. of it. No, I've only really, been able to beat it with what significant does that say grinding. About you as a gamer, Corey. It says that as much as I play the game, very rarely do I get to the actual end of it. Ah, okay. Yeah, that's true. I've probably have gotten. I don't know how many times I've actually beaten it, but I have played through most of the game like forty times. <laughs> but it was fun. We're going to be doing Final Fantasy VIII. Early next year, I think is yeah. what we've tentatively planned. Did you planned. stream it? Beginning yeah. of yeah, whole thing, whole thing is streamed. You can watch the entire play, twenty something hour playthrough on tw- our Twitch channel. So you should have let me know when you're finishing it up. I had no idea. No idea. <laughs> well, I Bayonetta why? three Switch exclusive. <laughs> Bayonetta three. Yeah. I must have missed that. Wait, that what happened with Bayonetta? Must have been talking. Switch Bayonetta exclusive? three was announced. Huh. Amazing. Oh, they're showing Death Stranding now. It's yeah, it's not on Destructoid. Man, Destructoid, come on, you're better than that. Um, what else did I play? I think that's it, honestly. I need to get through uh Assassin's Creed Origins and definitely near by the end of the year. Yeah. I wanted to do Horizon, but I don't know if I'm gonna have enough time to get through Horizon. We're running out of time. Yeah, I mean, I haven't started Horizon, but I have started Assassin's Creed in here, so I kind of want to play the things that I that I started. Three weeks left, we have. Well, no, it'll be it'll be less than that because whoever we have <laughs> compile the the categories, we'll have to give them a day or two. Day or probably. two. I'm wondering. I'm thinking. I'm wondering if I can. Oh, that wouldn't really work. I was going to say create a spreadsheet that would make it easy, but it would be too hard to to predict what games yeah. people are putting where. Yeah, I uh, I expected to have more played through at this point, but being sick and Dragon Ball Z is really throwing a wrench in everything. <laughs> You're pathetic. I've seriously Thank sat and watched you. Dragon Ball Z from, from when I get up until about one in the morning. <laughs> You're sick. Oh, so man. I just I have put- it on at work. I've been putting off a lot of like life things to watch Dragon Ball Z. <laughs> to the point now where I think I'm going to get Dragon Ball Z Xenoverse, too, on Steam. You getting a tattoo? I, I could. Maybe a Powerball? I don't know what I would... 
If I were to get a tattoo of Dragon Ball Z, I don't know what I would get, to be honest. The green guy. Piccolo? Piccolo. Piccolo. He was always my favorite. I've always said that if I was going to get a tattoo, I'd go big. So it would be like a sleeve. What about Yajirobe, Will? Pull back. Piccolo. (laughs) Yajirobe. I'd get a Yajirobe tattoo. Yajirobe and Piccolo. Yajirobe saved the day. Twice. Which is funny because he does really nothing in Z. Yeah, but he saved the day twice against Vegeta. <laughs> that's true. He. <laughs> what else uh, play, Will? Um, that's <laughs> it. That's it. <laughs> <clears throat> what do you got, Eric? Um, nothing new. I'm actually excited, more excited about what I'll be able to talk about next week. Um, I have committed to playing Fortnite tomorrow night with a nice. couple of friends. On Xbox, so I'm looking forward to that. Cool. Did you know, Eric? Um, and I don't know if it's with Xbox, but you can do crossplay for Fortnite with PC. Yeah. Well, <laughs> I don't. I don't know if I want to. You don't want to play with me? Well, it's not that. I just feel like it's unfair. I'm terrible. Will and I played for <sighs> hours, and I had zero kills. You might be, but the people, the other people, probably aren't. Ah. Is that- is it automatic or is it just? I'm not sure. I read, that it, um, I read that it was coming. Oh no, I'm thinking of PUBG. I'm sorry. I'm not sure how it works. To be honest, I just had a coworker tell me this week, and he's like, "We should play," and I was like, "Okay," but I'm terrible. I mean, I was, if, if you want to play, Corey, we're going to play tomorrow night. So Fortnite. Yeah, if you're interested. So um, I did play some stuff this week. Nothing new though. Like I said, more FIFA and um, Call of Duty. Still really digging the Call of Duty stuff. Um, they've got like this winter special thing going on with some different outfits, which I actually really like the different outfits. I'm into that. So, um, my, I find that when I get into call of duties, I start out really well, but once everybody else learns the maps and things, I kind of drop off a little bit. Mm-hmm. So I'm starting to hit that right now. Um, that always happened to me too. Yeah, I I do really like it though. It's it's a really good game. But I did some one v one in the headquarters, which was it's fun. You can actually watch in the one v one arena. You kind of stand over it on this hill in the headquarters, and you can watch the two players that are in there mm-hmm. while you're like That's in awesome. the queue. Yeah, it's it's really cool. Um, this guy that I was playing against, he had like a. He had like a six or seven game win streak, and he had won twenty six total matches. He was just killing everybody, and I I ended up beating him. I was nice. really happy. Yeah, he yeah, beat I me really, once, but I, I did beat him. I really like the one v one in Overwatch too. It's just it's it's totally different, you know. Just yeah. that what the one versus one. It's 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 cool. It's cool because uh, they what it does is it randomly generates three potential weapons, uh-huh. and each one of you gets to pick one that is eliminated okay so whatever the last one the one that's not picked is the one you both have to use Hmm. that's kind of cool that is cool but uh yeah i think that's about it for me okay um the only other thing i played this week other than doki doki literature club was xenoblade chronicles 2 Mm. which i've had for about a week i've put seven to eight hours into 
Um, I cannot get too in depth on what I've played so far because I still don't quite understand everything that's going on. There is a lot of different mechanics, a lot of different uh, upgrade paths, um, and I still haven't quite fully grasped what's going on. Um, I do like the environments. I've played probably, I would say, half and half handheld mode uh, in in uh, console docked mode. Uh, a lot of people complained about the handheld mode not looking good. I didn't didn't get that. It looks it looks fine. It doesn't. I don't expect it to look amazing in handheld mode. You know, so um, it's good enough. Good enough to play. Yeah, I was going to um, ask what you thought of handheld mode because I had seen a lot fine. of people say it was like disappointing or whatever. I don't know what they're expecting. Maybe my eyes are going bad in my old age, but I, <laughs> I thought it yeah, was fine. I'm with you. I kind of didn't expect it to look incredible on the handheld. Yeah. Because you kind of got to give up something. Yeah, it, it, does, it does look really, really good on, on TV. Um, good. Yeah, really good. Surprisingly good. Um yeah, com- as far as the combat goes, like I said, I can't get too into it. It's 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 reminiscent of the first Xenoblade Chronicles. I think X was a little bit different, but um, it's it's similar to the first Xenoblade. I'm enjoying the story so far. I don't really know what's going on, but this, some of the stuff that's happening in the world is is pretty interesting. Uh, I'm not annoyed by the voice acting of the characters like everyone else is. Um, are they uh, are they British again? A lot of them are. Yeah, Pirate is not british um but yeah a lot of them are british accent um i actually like kind of like rex's accent the main character it's it's different but it's reviewing pretty well it's got an 84 on open critics so yeah it's not i mean it's not earth chattering i think the people that play xenoblade chronicles knew kind of what they were getting into yeah um so I will say I do. I do. I think the the art style and graphics are pretty good. Yeah, it, look, it the, looks the videos surprisingly good. Now, Dan, would I like this game? <sighs> I don't know because I, I know. I'm very interested in it, and I think this might be the game that I get during like after Christmas. Okay. Or well, I mean, you can always borrow mine too when I'm done with it, but I don't know when that's going to be. Is the only problem. Yeah, that's the thing. Um, I, it looks interesting and it kind of piques my interest, but I don't know if it's a game that I would like. Yeah, I'm, I, I hesitate to say whether anyone on here would like it. Um, other than so it's me. One, of the, one of those games. Yeah, you might, you might very well like it, but I wouldn't, wouldn't recommend it, I guess. Gotcha. Uh, but yeah, hopefully I can get in more into some of the mechanics and stuff as I understand them better. It'll probably be like two weeks. So, <laughs> Sixty hours. Yeah, yeah, it's 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 good stuff. So, that's all I played. Um, feedback, right? Yeah, let's do the feedback, Dan. Uh, and once again, we can't forget to add Dave in Boston, and I believe it was Tate, right? Yeah, that we that we missed for the game giveaway Sorry, last week. Tate. Yeah. Sorry, Tate. But I think we haven't figured out this time. I think it's because you were one of the few that was following directions and putting your feedback in the feedback box on our website. <laughs> and it was getting it get, gets confused and compiled with the football things, and that's why we were missing it. So, 
Yeah, whatever you, whatever tale you want to weave, Dan. No, that's it's that's why I was missing it is because uh-huh. it was in with the football. No, it is. Yeah. We uh, we gotcha. we are uh, we suck. I forgot we suck. Gonna, we just yeah. suck. Yes, we do suck. We congratulate Tate by not reading his feedback. <laughs> we honor him. Thank you. It Thank really you. should be an honor. <laughs> Do we subject you to this? Okay. <laughs> the first one is from Idaho Jake, who says, Hey guys, I'm looking forward to the Game Awards. I'm voting for Horizon Zero Dawn in every category it is in. Now I pick Ravens for five points, I hope. Hmm. Now for the Idaho Jake's This Day in Gaming History backstory. This is the first game my wife bought me when we started dating, and she spent like 80 bucks on it. It was Star Wars Rogue Squadron 3D. came out for the Nintendo 64. Uh, 2010, for Will, World of Warcraft Cataclysm on PC. Oh, yeah. 2011, Trine 2 was released worldwide. That's it for you guys, and carry on. Thanks, Jake. Yeah, I'm currently watching the Game Awards right now. Uh, Paying attention as close as I can. It's hard. Trying not to ignore the conversations. Um, that might um, that might be an episode idea next week, right? If we're what? struggling for ideas, a recap. Yeah, we should definitely do a recap. Talk about it. yeah, yeah, absolutely. Um, I'll rewatch the whole thing, obviously. But um, the next piece of feedback is from Eric, who says. Hey guys, my girlfriend and I recently started watching Riverdale, which was suggested to me by a friend of mine because she uh, knew I always liked the old Archie comics. I'm a little ashamed to say that I'm a 28-year-old college-educated man who is enjoying a teen drama from the CW. Yeah. It was everyone's favorite guilty TV show. DBZ is Welcome not to adulthood. Oh, sorry. Pretty <laughs> oh, Little Liars. I love this question. This is a great question. Pretty Little Liars. Uh, 100%. Uh, on this day in real life, the Japanese bombed Pearl Harbor in 1941. Instant Replay made its debut in the Army-Navy game in 1963. Oh. Australia legalized gay marriage in 2017. It was today. Wow. Wow. No matter where you sit on the political, political spectrum, I think it's important to take a, take a second and celebrate love itself today. Thanks for the podcast, Eric. Favorite Guilty Pleasure TV show? Yeah. Ooh. I got mine. Go ahead. right to mine. Dawson's Creek. Dawson's I was gonna. Creek. I was wondering Love if that would be it. Love Dawson. The only thing I hated about that show was the ending. <laughs> I yeah. won't spoil it for anybody. Pacey dies, right? Pacey's dead. In a motorcycle accident. Oh, hot, fiery wreck. Well, he was texting Dawson, proclaiming his love. <laughs> It is Gay Marriage Day in Australia. <laughs> there you go. Way to tie it all together, Corey. <laughs> Bringing it back around. Uh, we know Will's. It's Pretty Little Liars. Yeah. Oh, God. Do you yeah. have any others, Will? Uh, no, I think that's the only egregious one. Would, okay. um, would my love of WWF wrestling count back when like Stone Cold Steve Austin was popular? No, what, that wasn't really uh, guilty pleasure. Yeah, it was. Well, you were all about it back then, Eric. weren't you? Yeah, proud of it. I'm not. A, I'm not proud of that. <laughs> Eric, well, not, you were then, not now. Yeah, I guess. Don't confuse. Don't confuse good taste with guilty pleasure. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> okay. My bad. My bad. <clears throat> Corey, um, I only watch good shows, so I don't. Oh yeah. yeah. Sprinkle Island 
Oh, wait, that's a game. <laughs> I've actually <laughs> nice, never nice heard well. you talk about a show that I was like, oh, wow. I'm trying to think. I've got one. Uh, and it's not, it's a current show, but uh, when it first came out, I watched Grey's Anatomy. Bachelor. Grey's Anatomy. <laughs> Yeah, Bachelor, I don't. Yeah. I never really like. I, like I only <laughs> passively watch that. No, um, Dan, I, you're pretty I get into it. it. I get into yeah, it. Corey does. No, so I watched great. Grey's Anatomy for the first like three or four seasons. I think. Interesting. Yeah. Oh, Ray Fears with me with Dawson's Creek. Absolutely. Dawson's Creek. Did you guys watch Dawson? Yeah, I watched it a bit. I watched on your recommendation. I think I watched all of the first season. <laughs> Do you like it? No, not enough to watch more than yeah. the first season, I guess. Yeah. One of those yeah. things, I think, if you watch that. Oh, you know what? I recent—that's not really a guilty ple- pleasure, but Friends. Um, I oh, recently I almost watched all the way through. I think I have a couple seasons left, but I just finished Freaks and Geeks. That's a great show. It's a fantastic show. That's a great show. I'd yeah. say we gave some good range. Pretty Little Liars, Dawson's Creek, uh, Grey's Anatomy, and The Bachelor. Yeah, yeah a lot, lot to chew on there. Uh, Seinfeld is my next. It's not a guilty pleasure. That's well, not no, guilty. But, but that's I have to I have to go back and 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 because Friends I felt like I had to go back and watch. I felt like it was that important of a show. So now I'm going to do the same with Seinfeld. Seinfeld's amazing. You haven't watched Seinfeld? I've seen a bunch of episodes, but I've never like made sure I've seen every episode. You know. You know. You know. I do have a couple of other guilty television shows that I still enjoy. I am say a yes fan. to the rest. No. <laughs> Big fan of um, like the sixteen and pregnant. <laughs> yeah, big that, fan of those shows. That is some trashy TV. It is just a train wreck that you cannot take your eyes off of. Yeah, yeah. You can't nice. look away from. It. I dare you to turn it off. <laughs> yeah, you're like, right. That would, you're that, would, that would qualify as a guilty pleasure. Definitely. Oh man, it's a it's miserable. What was it that? really it takes all hope you have for humanity and just kills it yeah being amish was that a show something about yeah. being amish yeah amish mafia i was hooked on that for a little bit <laughs> some of the ideas they have for reality tv it's just like uh, who thought this was a good idea they should start a show called shitty podcasters and it could be about us oh man <laughs> i like it Yep. Yeah. Do we do we count Gossip Girl if I've only seen a couple episodes? Oh, podcast. yeah. I watched Gossip Girl. Okay, so there's Gossip Girl. Who's in that? Blake Lively. Blake, yeah. And the other guy who's famous now, uh, Chuck Pagano. Oh, he's popular now. I don't know. Chuck? I don't remember his real name. That's his. Oh, the guy that name. was on the show, Chuck. No, in in uh, Gossip Girl. Oh. Let's look real quick here. Yeah. Gossip Girl cast. Because we have to know. Um, Ed Westwick. Ed Westwick. Played Chuck? She played Chuck Bass. What's he in now? Jail for sexual harassment with everyone else. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> that woman who... <laughs> yeah, Eric's right. Yeah, Wait, really? okay. He's accused of sexual <laughs> harassment. I knew that's, there the, was some... that's that's the top search. Oh, dude, that was a total guess. Awesome. <laughs> How great would it be if IMDb put in their known for category? Yeah. Like news articles, sexual harassment. Oh, that's great. Yeah, woman who Danny accused... Masterson, they're sharing a cell. 
Woman who accused Gossip Girl star Ed Westwick of sexual harassment. Blah, 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 yeah. blah, blah. Um, he's in Ordeal by Innocence. White Gold. Snatch. Family Guy. <laughs> How ironic. I thought he was in something new. Snatch the TV show or the movie? TV series. Oh. Or just the Snatch. Just the Snatch. According to Google, just the Snatch. Yikes. Okay. The Crash. Oh boy. Billionaire right. Ransom. Here you go. I hope you got. A, I hope you got your money's worth out of those answers. <laughs> got some legs out of that one. <laughs> yeah. That might be the most thorough question we've ever answered. <laughs> it probably is. Oh come on! We've gone down some rabbit holes here. <laughs> yes, we have. Okay. Uh, that's it for feedback, I believe. No, 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 no. No? I wanted to touch on... Um, oh, yes. Good. ...from uh, Ryan in Iowa. Uh-huh. He shared some concerns with us on Twitter about... Well, how it started was he, he asked if any of us had finished Horizon Zero Dawn. I said, no, I do not believe so. He said that that was sad because he felt as though <laughs> Horizon was going to get screwed and shit on during the thummies because of that. Mm. And I just wanted to, you know, kind of clear that up. Mm-hmm. Because the thing about our podcast, and I don't feel like we've ever been shy about this, is that I tried to explain this to him. We only play the games that we want to play. We're not mm-hmm. paid to do this. Well, I guess maybe a couple of suckers subscribed to us. I don't even know that we have anything out of it, right? I don't know. Not yet. Anywho, this isn't something we do for money. Right. This is something we do on our own time. So we choose to play the games that we want to play in the time that we have. That we want to spend our money on, too. That's another factor. And we don't all have PS4s. So, of course, there is a chance that a game like that or, you know, it's the same argument that I had with you guys about, like, Last of Us and or Bloodborne. Or something like that. You know, there's always going to be a possibility where a game that other people really enjoy, you know, it doesn't win Game of the Year here. And that's just how our podcast is. And that's the way that we've set it up. And that's how it's been for years. So I was, I guess I was a little surprised at his reaction because he's listened to us for a very long time. Mm-hmm. And I get that maybe, you know, Ryan is passionate about Horizon. I understand that. You know, it's just like me getting... You know, I don't pissed off the word, but like, maybe frustrated <laughs> yeah. when games like The Last of Us don't win. And uh-huh. you know, I I get that, but I you know, I just wanted to to make sure he understood that, that that's just how our podcast has always been. Yeah, you know, I also nothing have to, against Horizon. No, I have to take some of the blame here because I I was the one out of the three of us that played it that didn't love it. Yeah, um, damn the asshole. Well, fans the prick. It's I I will take the blame for that. Fans. Um, No, I I, I talked about it. The reason why it wasn't wasn't the game itself. It was it was personal preference stuff. Like the I I paid the Dual Shock for the thumbsticks specifically. Um, If you have you ever gotten like something really greasy on your thumbs thumbstick or your controller? Yes, sweat that made it that made yeah sweat. Well, sweat or like like. For me, it's like if you put like coconut oil on it, like yeah. that's how my that's how my thumbs slide off the DualShock Four. I'm not yeah. sure why. 
Um, but and then for you to, to say that you're to blame for it, there's nothing, there's no blame. Well, I, I think he's, he's taking my thoughts on it and putting them on you guys. Cause you guys, as you talked about, you talked very highly about horizon zero dawn when you played it. And I was the one that was like, eh, but it was, you know, as I said, it was personal preference stuff. I also play on a, you know, that type of game. I much prefer to play out with the keyboard and mouse. So that was, yeah, I haven't, I haven't even played horizon. And, and so. you know, I, there's only a handful of games I did play this year. Mm. Yeah. You know, that doesn't it, mean that I'm shitting on them. That just means that I wanted to play something else, and that's how we set things up. Yeah. So. Yeah. Uh, very literally, like, video games cut into my sleep time. I mean, I took a snapshot of my, my sleep tracker. Uh, most nights I get a hair over five hours of sleep. I so. noticed. It's unhealthy. <laughs> It's it's that or not have any free time. Free time is more important than sleep right now. So you only live once. Yolo. So I'm with you. Um. Yeah. I don't. I don't have too much to add there, Eric. I think. I think you nailed the head on the the sprout. All right. Yep. And we will see come Thummy's time how it places. Yeah. Life is strange. Hey, I, I rarely beat games, so most of the games that I pick for Game of the Year, I haven't beaten. Yeah. So there's as good of a chance this year that I pick Horizon as there is in any other year. Mm-hmm. So. Yeah, and I think um, other than Dan, uh, Eric and I were, were very positive on <laughs> Horizon Zero Dawn, so yeah. uh, cool. the, the shit on... And, now and, now and, I think it's the worst game of the year, but... <laughs> The shit on and shafted ver- verbiage, I think, was a little extreme. Yeah, it, yeah. Corey uh, almost bought the shit. DLC when he was here for the weekend, so he could play it. Yeah. No. <clears throat> All anyway, right. that's it for feedback. Yeah. Game giveaway. Do it. <sighs> well, we have to put Ryan at number yep, three if put we're Ryan gonna... in there. If we're going to comment on hey, his listen, feedback. Hey, constructive uh, criticism feedback is still feedback. Sure. Yes, absolutely. It's Unless it's from Dave or Tate. Yeah, yeah Tate. Oh, what, Dave's was t- pretty damn funny. <laughs> it was funny. We should, we should have the Nintendo Switch game of the year. Name it the Dave Gardner Nintendo <laughs> game of the year. Because Dave loves when we talk about Nintendo stuff. Oh, I, Nintendo. I actually really like that idea, to be, <laughs> to be honest. I, lo- I love the idea of naming awards after listeners. <laughs> In honor of yeah. David Boston, we present the Nintendo Switch game of the game year. Game of the year, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> we do that. I think that and needs the, to happen. Actually, <laughs> the winner is Eric. I'm not sure if Eric's won before, but uh, I think oh, he has. Sweet subscriber, we just Thank got you. a subscriber. Geek beer's true. Wow. No, oh, nice. You can throw tomatoes um, at our screen. I think. Yeah, yeah, you still can do that. Uh, Geek beer's has been in the in the stream before. Nice. But maybe maybe not since uh, not since we became affiliates. So. <laughs> Woo. All right. Somebody over at Twitch um, messed up and hit that button. On <laughs> they've been going at it for six years. Throw and they've bone. since been sacked. <laughs> Throw them a bone is right. <laughs> That's what Dan said right there. That's the email I'm waiting for. Like we apologize oh, for our error. <laughs> the the employee, the responsible responsible employee, has been sacked. <laughs> oh man! So last time Eric won, one of his options was a fairy game soundtrack. Oh, nice. Okay. So I'm assuming by him saying that he didn't pick that, so there's every chance you're going to have another chance at that one today. 
Uh, Eric, build excitement. Your first game <laughs> up is Eldritch. Oh, your second game up is the game right after Eldritch, which is Jazz Punk. Also a good game. Two good games. Followed by number 121, Sanctum 2. Sanctum 2. I'm a little disappointed our plan of having Jake win every week didn't continue this week. Pan out this week. (laughs) Oh, oh, Eric, you're getting, you get an option of another soundtrack. Yeah. Uh, the this is I don't know if this is an actual game or what, but the name <laughs> of the list item is Blade Symphony plus soundtrack. So Blade Symphony and then the soundtrack with it. That oh, yeah, sounds like a combo a pack. It's a seven out of ten on Steam. Multiplayer bad. action game developed by Puny Human. I like it. Uh, One fifty two, Dead Space three. Oh, that's a good one. And your last one? Wait, one, two, three, four. No, that's five. five. That's five. Should we throw in one for good measure? Yeah, do it. We always do. Well, not always. Sometimes. Uh, th- Eric, well, Eric was just engaged, so throw in another one. <laughs> oh, number, yeah. Number 37. <laughs> the list item is Expand Soundtrack Edition. <laughs> What is that? I don't know. Does he like <laughs> Eric? Do you like music? Is that why this is? Yeah, what's going on happening? here? What are the odds? It's been soundtrack edition. <laughs> Anywho, okay. Um, just to run through them quick: Eldritch, Jazz Punk, Sanctum Two, Blade Symphony Plus soundtrack, Dead Space Three. And expand soundtrack edition. I'm assuming that is the game, and then it comes with soundtrack. I would think. I have no idea. I wonder you what expand could be. Soundtrack for expand, though. Music is they... by Chris Larkin. <laughs> thank you, Chris Larkin. Yeah, thanks for that. <laughs> the Chris Larkin Award for best soundtrack in gaming for the year. <laughs> no, I think we have to name the soundtrack award after. Uh... It's Eric, right? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. The orgasm. Yeah. The Eric gasm. The reefer, reefer award, <laughs> reefer orgasm award. Okay. He asks. So, he asks if he doesn't pick now. Does he never get it? No, 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 no. He's got all the time. Um. Yeah, you have forever. Expand <laughs> is a meditative video game in which you explore a circular labyrinth that constantly twists. Stretches and expands around you. There you go, that Reefer. That sounds like a nominee for best under the influence game. Mm-hmm. Yeah, poor, poor Reefer. Does. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, Reefer. It sounds like that might be the one. We pick. I would. I'd probably pick Jazz Punk personally. Yeah, that's what I was thinking too. I'd probably stop listening to this podcast. <laughs> These are the games you're offering me? No, I'd probably pick Dead wow. Space 3, I guess, because it's really the only one that I've heard of. <laughs> I think I have Jazz Punk already. What's Jazz Punk about? Maybe not. I don't remember. I think it's the game that was made by Blendo Games. Oh, it's a 9 out of... Uh, yeah. 9 out of 10. I think people liked it. Necro- Necrophone Games. 
Came out in 2014. Published by Adult Swim Games. Oh. Well, there you go. Okay. Looks Football. Oh, you know what we we forgot to do and said we needed to do? What's that? <laughs> What's that? Give Tate and Dave. Uh... Oh, I said that right before you. Yeah, he, you didn't, he, you didn't he, put him in? No. Oh, <laughs> I said it literally right before you were. Yeah. Gonna do, do you want to just do those two? Why, why don't you do those two? And we'll just maybe do a we just for the, give for them, them each their own game, their own giveaway right now. Yeah, let's do that. Dear God. That's fair. Nah, Tito's handmade vodka is getting the better of Corey over there. Really is. <laughs> I prefer we. I'm struggling over here. I'd prefer we enter them in for next week. <laughs> yeah, that seems Personally. like a good idea. We won't forget. Corey and Dan both hate the fans. <laughs> <laughs> All right, Tate, your first game. Thirty-two. <laughs> Wait, let's do this. Let's just give them the first game that they get. Right, uh, yeah, yeah okay. that's hey, re-roll. Tate, Tate, you get rolled road to Ballhalla. <laughs> Is that Spell a basketball game? Corey? I hope. Spell Dave, it. Dave, you get <laughs> Batman and Arkham City game of the year. Wow! Nice. Wow! From Poor Dan. Dave. Sorry, Steam. Tate. Take take out the short and okay. the stick on that one. That's it. All right, we're done. Which Batman is it? Arkham City Game of the Year. Arkham City Dan. Game of the Year. Okay. Let me write it down because otherwise I'll forget. Still waiting Go on... Uh... To Valhalla. Prepare your balls for an epic journey to Valhalla. Feel the rhythm to overcome deadly hazards and marble at awful puns in the role-playing game of the year. May the torque be with you. It's a maze game with a ball where you have to like rotate the platform. Oh. Yeah. <laughs> Congrats, Tate. We got a question what Eldritch is. Um, isn't it like a strategy game in like a fantasy universe? Sure. First person action game. Yeah, way off. Eldritch. I'm I've heard to, like, good things about people. Eldritch. I was never that familiar with it, but I just know that very yeah, positive pe- reviews. Yeah, people Decent I follow in, in gaming like it. Ooh, okay. Looks like Minecraft. Huh. All right, football time? It's kind of cool, actually. Football time, Dan. Okay, am I still first? Um, I did not win last week. I don't know. What week are we on? What week is this weekend? 14. Okay, you picked the Lions this past week. Yep. Wrong. Wrong. Yep. Eric, you picked the Seahawks. Winner. Ooh, nice. how many points? How many points? I think it was four. I can look. Footballlocks.com. <laughs> Football locks. Do you think Santa operation we are? Do you think they're seeing an do you think they're seeing an uptick in traffic? No. No, I don't. <laughs> it's just from us if they are. <laughs> Should write them an email and see if they want to partner with us. <laughs> Seattle was three and a half oh, closing man. odds. It was four and a half when I picked it. Damn it. Will Browns. Wrong. I was close though. I picked the Bengals. Did the Bengals win? 
No. no. They almost did, too, actually. Okay. Um, are, the, are the Browns going to run the table in reverse and lose every game? So. Uh, Ryan and believe. Iowa picked the Jets. They won. Yep. How many? That was four. Four. Closing odds. Um, did Jake have a pick? I don't have a pick for Jake for week 13. He, he had put it in his feedback. He had Falcons. I, I, I saw a note Falcons, but I don't know how old it was. He that, had his feedback last week. I and uh, yeah, I put Falcons in my in in my notes. I had Falcons. Did the Falcons win? We'll just give them the Falcons. They were underdogs last week, were they? I don't Falcons know. two points is what I have in my notes. Wow. <coughs> Maybe not. Oh, then they were. Week thirteen. Oh, they played Minnesota. Oh yeah, okay. No, they probably were then. They lost. Okay. They were two point underdogs and they lost. Um. Anybody else? Cowboys. The Cowboys win. Who knows? Yes. All right. Point for Dustin. Uh, that's it. Okay. Week fourteen. Dan, you're up. Oh boy, pressure's on. Uh, I'm going to go Washington over LA. Six points. That's... Redskins. Wait, that's who That's who rest, uh, Washington's playing? Chargers. Oh, LA Chargers. Okay. Yeah. Because that's the one I'm picking. I was like, wait, over the Rams? No. I don't think so. No. Eric, you're no, picking the Redskins? Either. Yeah. <clears throat> All right. Will? Guys, hear me out. The Cleveland Browns for my third straight week. Um, how many points? Well, three. Three. They're playing Green Bay. They're home. I well, I know. actually almost picked that one. I had Josh Gordon looked really good. They fired their GM. Might be, might be time for them to get a win. Okay. Um... Pretty sure I'm gonna go. Go with. I'm gonna go with Arizona over Tennessee. That could definitely Why happen. Why not? Idaho Jake's taking the Ravens. I got Jake's Ravens. <laughs> okay. uh, does Tito? We haven't heard from Tito. Does Ryan have a pick? I don't think so. Horizon. I, I think so. <laughs> Horizon's uh, turned on. Underdog game of the year. Val and Endwell. Indy. Indianapolis? Yeah. I like that. Oh, I like man. That. Wow. It's like a knife in the back there from Val and Endwell. Who, oh, they, are they playing the playing Bills? The Buffalo Bills. Is it home? Yeah. Uh, no pick from Tate, Blake, Dustin, Miguel. Does Eric have a pick? He's in the chat, right? He's in the stream. He's, he took the box. He's, he's the box every week. He's got the box. Okay. Are they the underdog though? Yeah, he's by in the one same point. Boat as the the dude with the Cowboys. Okay. Ah, gotcha. The one pointers every yeah, week. The one pointers. Okay. Like Although the centers. They are an, an exactly one point underdog according to Football Locks. There you go. All right, where everybody's locked in. Trust. Everybody is locked in. It's the only one that's trustworthy. Yeah. 
the gambling standings are? Standings are Dan has 18 and a half, followed by Will at 16 and a half, followed by me at 16, followed by Eric at 11 and a half. And then, oh, I'm sorry, Jake is actually ahead of Eric at 13 and a half. Uh, oh, Miguel has 18 points, so Miguel is in second place. Oh, man. Must have hit big one week. Blake has 13 points. Blake has picked twice and gotten them both correct and is at 13 points. <laughs> yeah. am, I in, am I in dead last? <laughs> Blake, you need to do some gambling, man. Tito has zero points, Eric. Ryan in Iowa has six. Okay. Uh, Reefer, a.k.a. Eric, has zero points. Miguel has 18. Dustin has four. Blake has 13. Val and Endwell has six and a half. And Tate has nine. Corey, in the chat, Eric has decided he's going to take Eldritch for his game. Eldritch. Roger that. I'll try to get these out tomorrow. Um, I have a bunch backed up. Also waiting on a response from Alex on Game of Thrones, a Telltale game series. Civ 4, Complete Edition, Beat Hazard Ultra, Inside, Thomas Was Alone. And still waiting on Michael Michael in Minnesota's games from like 12 weeks ago. So I thought uh, Alex told us what he wanted. I thought it was Civ 4. He may have. I might have I'm missed sure it. He did. Civ 4 sounds familiar. Okay. <clears throat> so next week, do we want to do Game Awards recap? I would like to talk about the Game Awards for sure. I would too. I it's, it's a good thumbies predictor, right? Yeah. No. Mm, no. No. It's not necessarily. Alex, Alex is taking B Ultra. B Ultra. All right. B Ultra. I need to be better about getting these games out right away. I feel hey, bad. If you didn't hate the fans, Corey. I know. Corey, we didn't want to bring this up right now but i think we should you really need to step up your yeah, i know i don't really do anything for the show <laughs> i just well, show up and look for pretty you do, Will. i try my best i really bring my a game every episode <laughs> all right any anything else any other thoughts questions comments nope nothing no all right yeah game awards recap next week that'll likely be thursday right yeah. Oh, I close. Ooh. So I won't, be on till, I won't be on till late. Are Thursdays? Are those like the? Oh, is that the only day we can do it? No, I'm pretty pretty free generally. Can do Wednesday. Fri- I won't be able to do Friday next week. Okay. But other than that, uh, yeah. I mean, I'm usually out of work by five. I do work till seven one day a week, but that's still... okay. Corey, do you have a, do you have a, if if Wednesday's good for you, Will? Yeah, I can do Wednesdays usually. At least. Corey, do you want to do Wednesday? Well, so we can I do could, an earlier one anyway. I could do Wednesday. Could. I guess. Mm. I like the idea of a standing uh, Thursday date. I do too, but if Will's not going to be on, I'll be on. I just later. Plus, I think that I think the quicker we do a recap of the game awards, the better. Let's yeah. just record it now and put it out. All right. Yeah, could because the game awards are probably almost over. <laughs> yeah. Did anybody watch the uh, Death Stranding video? I did. I was watching it when we were talking. It's bizarre. Yeah. I had no idea what was going on. There was what? a baby in his belly. 
Yeah. Of course there was. Norman Reedus? Okay. Yeah. Norm. <laughs> All right. Uh, that'll do it for episode 333 of the Thumbstick Athletes podcast. I'm your host, Dan. I'm Eric. Will. Corey. Thanks for listening, and get out of my basement. One, two, three, four.